I am live. <laughs> hey, what's up, people? Y'all here? Anybody in the building? Concrete running a little late, but uh, actually, I was here on time, but um, you know, every now and then we have some little difficulties that we got to take care of, but that's okay. Uh, what's going on, MGTOW? Oh, you already sent a super chat. Oh, you was ready for this. I'm here. Yes. Hey, Mr. Curlin. Hey, babe. Um, shout out to you, MGTOW Universe. He says, I think the bigger question is, why did a man that started out S-Y-S-C, excuse me, S-Y-C-B-M converted to S-Y-S-B-M, when the fat white woman came whistling because the fine black woman couldn't act right and showed her behind. Now, MGTOW, you look for any damn excuse to put this off on black women. This ain't got nothing to do with us this time. How are you trying to equate this? I'm done. <laughs> this, ain't not, this ain't on us. This on y'all. MGTOW, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. But hey, Mr. Eugene, how are you doing? Happy Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> you make me tired. How are you going to put this off on us? This ain't got nothing to do with us. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to do with us at all. So, you know, it's a it's, uh, bash on black men today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell y'all up today. I'm tired of y'all. No, nah, I'm kidding. But I'm still going to get y'all though because... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And um, yeah, I think it'll be a good thing. I, I think it'll be a good thing for me to be on y'all ass because how much fun is that? Um, but anyway, how's y'all's week going? Um, y'all having a good week so far? I am exhausted. I almost didn't make it here myself, but I'm like, I'll show up. I'll collect the check, quote unquote. Um yeah, so I showed up to work. Hey, UFO Kamikaze, how you doing? <sighs> um, <laughs> so your sisterhood this evening, got it. You know, somebody got to do it. You know, I asked Concrete, like, what side she was going to take, and she didn't tell me. But I'm thinking, like, I should, I should uh, <laughs> be pro-sisterhood this evening. You know, give y'all a little, give y'all a little something. You know, you know, y'all like it when I'm sisterhood. Don't fret. It's so weird, though, because I notice like a lot of people think that my nice personality is fake. Like when I'm uh, real sunny, quote unquote, a lot of people think that that's a fake um, aspect of my personality. And they like to see me act real, real ghetto. But the crazy thing is I don't really... You know, like I, when I get out of pocket or whatever, I be feeling so bad about it because I'm like, I'm such a nice person and nobody really believes me. And then I'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You ain't gonna do shit, baby. Y'all know how I get. And people don't be thinking like, that's like, you know, they think the ghetto aspect or when I'm going off, like that's my real personality. And I rarely do that. But I don't know. You know, it's just like one of those things. It's like, I'll do it. And I, I sometimes I, I get into it, you know, but it's not my, um, it's not my, it's not my favorite thing to do. 
You know what I mean? It's not my favorite. I'll do it though. I, you know, I don't be tripping. You're in a good mood tonight. We got to fix that. <laughs> Listen, I got a couple things to talk about that I've been kind of seeing going on around the space. That's kind of got me a little uh, pissy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I've been watching y'all and I've been in the clouds and I'm like, oh, some of y'all ain't, y'all really ain't shit. I be thinking that y'all ain't shit, but when y'all confirm it, I be like, oh, look at them. They ain't shit. So, you know, it's a couple things I want to address when concrete gets here so we can really have a good conversation about it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, y'all be at, y'all ain't my mama. Y'all ain't my mama. I'm not your mama. I'm like a sister. <laughs> Death race, are you by yourself? Yes, I see you. No, concrete is coming in a little bit later, but um, I wanted to just go ahead and get the show kicked off. And she'll be here in just a second. Hey, Monica Mojustice. Monica Mojustice. I like that name, Monica. That's cute. That's cute. Hey, active activist. What's up? What's up? <laughs> you so messy, uh, Death Racer. Stop. Stop being messy. Stop it. Rose asking her husband for permission. I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, Migta, have you ever had a woman ask you for permission to do anything? Is that is that like a real thing in your life? Have you ever had that? You know what I mean? I ask Kerlin for permission a lot of the times. You know, I find it interesting. Like a lot of people think that um, I'm like the dominant one in my relationship and it's so far from the truth. Kerlin be running my ass. And I'd be kind of sad about it because, you know, I used, to, I used to run shit now. I ain't going to front. I used to run shit in my relationships. But Carlin don't let me go. And so <sighs> pray for me, y'all, because it's real out here. Submission is one of those things that's like, <clears throat> usually, you know, I'm, I'm a woman that was single and I was used to doing anything and everything that I wanted to do. And now to go from that to like having to ask for permission certain times is like a weird thing because it's like, oh, shit, I just can't do what I want to do. And yeah, um, it don't work like that. And so, um, yeah, I'd be thinking like, damn, like, damn, so you're just not going to let me do what I want to do. And he'd be like, no. And, you know, the crazy thing is, you know. I'm used to like being able to have a certain type of finesse on a man. You know what I mean? And then when I don't get my way, I'm like, oh shit. So you really not going to let me have my way. You really just going to sit over here and just tell me no. Like that's, that's how you really feel about this shit. And so he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, well, damn. And so I think it's some whole ass shit personally, but that's just my, don't tell him I said that, but that's just my opinion. Really, really, so, so you, you, you out of pocket, you out of pocket, you out of pocket. <laughs> Y'all be so out of pocket a few times, but I always felt that it was strange. So you felt like being in leadership, like being in a leadership position to a woman was strange. Let me find out, Meg's how. Let me find out. 
So let me ask y'all this. Do y'all like to tell the woman what to do or do um or do y'all just expect her to just like totally be in line or if she wasn't in line but she was coachable and she wanted you to tell her what to do, would you be able to do that or would that be too much responsibility? You know, they say women are like children and um, to a certain degree, I agree with that because I like to be spoiled and taken care of and all that good shit. And so, um, yeah. What, what, what about y'all? Do y'all like to tell women what to do? Y'all like to boss women around? <laughs> What's up, Jane? What's Trucker Twine? Oh, man. Submission is often misunderstood by real women's. Um... Uh, um listen i i i think you know every in submit the definition of submissive or submission i think that's a subjective thing i think everybody has like a different definition of and what i was told was going along with a decision that you may not agree with and trusting in your man in that decision. Like if your man tells you to do something for your best interest or for the sake of the family, or just because he may want you to, as long as it's reasonable that you go along with it. And um, I think a lot of the times it's like, <laughs> and I'm guilty of this, I've picked men that I uh, wouldn't necessarily submit to. You know, they'll say something. I'll be like, shit, I ain't doing that shit. Shit, what I look like. You know what I'm saying? And I would have like a little attitude about it. Like, oh, you really, <laughs> oh, you, oh, for real? <laughs> nah, dog. Um, yeah, so I've been in situations like that. And I'm not, You, of course, it didn't work out in my, my favor. But at the same time, you know, they ain't work out in their favor either. They wouldn't shit. But yeah. Let me read the concrete. You better get that, get that damn permission slip sign and come off. Hey, Tampa Supreme. Big truck. He says, if all the black women divest and all the black men divest, we can solve the hood's problems by eliminating it. Sounds like a great idea. Let's get started immediately. Um, I think that's what y'all want. I really think that's what a lot of people are on. Um, excuse me. When you talk about like having like a, a husband or a black husband to like women that um are either with white men or no not married, you know, they always kind of give you like that look like uh bitch, or like. Uh, I bet that man running you. I I bet you gotta do all the work while he sit around and play PlayStation all day. I know you gotta wash his dirty drawers and he don't do shit for you. So you know, I I, I think it's kind of coming down to that. Um, but it's interesting that I don't hear a lot of black women complain about the things that they have to, you know, especially in like interracial relationships. I don't hear a lot of complaining from black women about white men. I, I don't. Do y'all hear a lot of complaints about, about them? I don't know. Shout out to Mr. Carlin. He says, what can I say? I run a tight ship when necessary. But we have fun, though. I mean, babe, um, I, I like, 
I, I don't be having fun when you tell me no. I be devastated. Like, I don't know. I think we got a miscommunication right there, babe. I mean, it'll never be that the no parts don't ever be fun for me. So I think we need to kind of revamp that or you know, like go over it a little bit. Cause the thing with curling, curling can't necessarily I don't think I've ever convinced him to do anything that I, he didn't want to do. And I, I feel like women should be able to have a little finesse over their men. Like, oh, babe. And they just cry. Or you know how women are used like the baby voice? Oh, babe, you know, you said we was going to go over here. Or you said I could have this bag. And now you're saying that I can't. And what's wrong with that? And Kerwin just still be like, no. And I'd be like, no. Like, that's how you're going to do it some whole ass shit to me some whole ass shit to me so just thought it was interesting shout out to pookie's cousin Dontavia. daytavius oh okay excuse me I, I was about to say Dontavius. excuse me daytavius that's a hell of a name and he says if the black community divests then there will be no more community everyone will complain how black men complained about biracial men in the NBA draft this year. <laughs> Listen, uh, he said, uh, he said, mm, nah, the formula is working and it ain't like I have to get in anybody too, too, too much. I mean, it's working for you because, you know, you the leader and shit, but I'm just saying like, no, mm. Yes, sir. Concrete, we're going to have to get together and have a conference on this shit. Um, because it, it don't be too many men that the baby boys don't work on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know many men at all that the woman can put on the baby voice and that shit don't work. And he is like all the way, all the way past my damn baby voice. And I be trying to, you know, I be trying to lay that shit on thick. Oh, babe, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And he be like, nah. And I be like, then, you know, you be like, nigga, for real? And I switch back to the regular voice. Some hoe ass shit, yo. Um, shout out to Big Truck again. He says, ending the black community means a complete into segregation. Pookie, Ray Ray, Shaniqua, Keisha, all of them will be extinct. I love the idea. Mm, that's interesting. Um, Big Truck, you you was you was like letting them stay in your your buildings and stuff, right? They was paying you rent. You don't want to you don't want to deal with the Section Eight crowd. What's wrong with them? I don't think all the people from the hood are like necessarily bad. And I feel like there's such a bad connotation that comes out of the hood. And not to say that the hood is good. Don't get me wrong. Cause ooh, we child, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore, but I don't think the hood is necessarily bad. I think um, you have good people that's in the hood, but I just think there's a lot of, people that are like hella hella misguided and uh <laughs> wait, wait 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 oh god he done told you to leave it alone leave it alone i don't want to want you to get corrective action Child. 
oh, I don't want to get correct, corrective action either. So let me not, let me not say nothing, child. Cause you know, y'all know I got a smart ass mouth and curling don't be going. So I can't even, you know, how you have to, you used to have to talk behind your mama back. Like when she left the room and then you talk shit. So yeah, it'd be on that type of time. Like I don't say that shit out loud. I'd be like, man, that's some bullshit. And he don't, he don't hear me. So he don't be like, what you said? But sometimes I'll try to mumble shit under my breath and he'd be like, say that shit again. I'd be like, no, daddy, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> ah, look at you. You're such a hater. Pookie's cousin, Daytavius. Y'all to be, y'all too, y'all are too old to be using the baby voice. Y'all be the age of ancestors acting like cheering with the baby voice. Child, the baby voice works on most men. On most men, ladies, I think you should give it a try. Like when you act like a baby, you know, men like to feel large and in charge. And so when you use the baby voice, you know, they feel like a, a, a daddy and shit. And so when you be like, hey, oh, babe, you know, I just really wanted this thing and you didn't even get it for me. And I'm so sorry. Never mind. I'm gonna get y'all up out of my business. Shout out to Grinch. He says, my loins have been liberated by the goddess of destruction. Hey, this quick Brenda hashtag hood holes on deck. Listen, I think y'all get uh hood holes a bad name. Hood holes be like some of the best hoes ever. Like ever. How many bitches you know gonna cook you some hamburger helper with some hot dogs on the side and some fried chicken? Give you like some of the best sex you ever had and then bust your goddamn windows out how many how many women you know like that how many how many y'all don't know any like that because y'all be so uh, y'all be scared of them they all right you know they just a little possessive <laughs> they're just a little possessive that's all it is it's a little possessive <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why y'all be fretting like y'all don't eat hamburger helper. Hamburger helper is I ain't never made none for curly. <laughs> no, I made some from scratch for curly, but he don't go. Um, nah, some hamburger helper with the hot dogs and some fried chicken. <laughs> listen, Keisha going. Keisha getting hooked up. Uh, listen, y'all are missing out on some of the best cat. <laughs> Y'all really are missing out on some of the best cat. Listen, Juju, why they frying in the chat, though? Why they be acting like they don't like hamburger helper? They know damn well they'll eat some hamburger helper. And a get down on it, too. <laughs> Throw you a little hot sauce up in there, that uh, uh, Louisiana hot sauce. Listen, <laughs> they don't do nothing but French. <laughs> French. I first said French. <laughs> what the fuck is a French? Y'all, I'm so damn glad Concrete here. I don't know what to do with myself. We're going to turn the camera on. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me turn on my lighting, but we can certainly turn them on. Um, let me turn my bulbs on, and we can uh, turn the cameras on, child. Okay. 
Uh, shout out to Juju. She said they front throw some hot sauce on this. Listen, Juju, they'll get over here in front all day, honey. Oh, I don't eat hamburger helper. Only filet mignon, Ooh, salmon, and scattered potatoes. Not out the box. When they asked, be over there eating hot dogs, hamburgers, damn pea smell like Lamont. Mm, stop running over here, y'all. Y'all don't do nothing but get over here in front. Shout out to the active activists. He says, hood cat is good, but I don't want them other problems. I know you done heard of no risk, no reward, right? That can't be worth it. Uh, listen, they stay pregnant, though. They stay pregnant. They fertile. They be fertile as shit. Them hood hoes stay pregnant. But nah, um, you know, a hood ain't nothing like a hood hoe. Yeah, you know, y'all got to get y'all a hood hoe. Um, just one time. I feel like it should be on every man's bucket list. You know what I mean? Like, I think y'all all do like a white girl or some shit that'd be on a lot of y'all bucket lists and or uh an Arab woman or some shit, you know, like something that's hard for y'all to get, but like a regular woman. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like a hood hoe should be on on like y'all's bucket list. So y'all, y'all should do like a little hood, a hood hoe. And, and you know, like cross it off. Like I experienced that before. You know what I'm saying? She bust your cars out one time. And let me tell y'all something. And I think y'all really front because if a chick busts out y'all car windows, a lot of y'all kind of get like, I think y'all's penises get hard off of that. Because y'all be like, man, she really, really fuck with me. You know, y'all, y'all be like the uh, women in abusive relationships and shit. You know what I mean? Hood hoes have all the STDs. Child cheese. See, Rose. Oh, your light look good, child. You know, I got to switch you over to this side. Because this is my side right here. I always feel better. Oh, my. I'm used to I'm it. I'm so weird. You're very particular. Hey girl, uh, hey. I'm so I'm so sorry. Like I truly, truly am. Maybe I almost logged the golf. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do no, it. No, I wouldn't forgive me. I, I owe you. No, you good, girl. Almost uh <laughs> I was almost out. I was like, look, creep. that's all right. <laughs> I owe you one, like big time. Um, I truly do. Um <laughs> I see you was holding it down though, um, with the conversations. You know what? Interestingly enough, I was listening to you and it made me think about something that I was talking about on TikTok all day long, fighting for my life with Black women, because I came across a post from a Black woman who was talking about how she is an activist and she didn't know until she got on TikTok that there was so much hate and disdain for Black women. And she was talking about the passport bros and about, you know, this sect of black men and that sect of black men and how, you know, black men have so much angst for black women. And she didn't know that that's what was up until she got on TikTok and that, you know, she's fought for Eric Garner and she's fought for Mike Brown and, you know, she is an activist. And she was saying that, you know, she's starting to feel like, she don't want to fight for black men. And so mm. I'm in the comments like, sis, you know, that's not all black men and just trying to reason with her and like, 
you know, I understand why you feel like that, you know, black men, you know, they just trying to reason with her, trying to let her know that, you know, some of these black men have not had a voice. They haven't had a platform to express themselves regarding their dismay about the behaviors of black women. Some of them are talking in extremes and, you know, some of them are, their anger is misplaced and just trying to rationalize. And here come the divesters like, yes, girl, you need to listen to Sin G. She'll get you right. She she know what's up with these black men and, you know, all the things. And and I'm like, no, you don't. Because she brought up Kevin Samuels, too. And I was like, Sin G would be the antithesis. Yep. If Kevin Samuels was bad. Sin G is worse. She, you know, has promoted things like aborting black male babies. Imagine if a man had that message. Bro, we don't want yes. her kids abort them. Yeah. I don't Why want no baby with you, bitch. <laughs> the women in the were like, yes, we should be aborting black male babies. Black men um, kill us every six and a half hours. Like, I'm like, what in the holy hell? Like, what did I step into? So I wasn't even trying to convince them of anything. And I wasn't really trying to convince her. I was trying to level set and trying to really get her to see the full picture. And, but she seemed to really like, she, then she started being like, cause they was like, you, you're a mammy, you're male identified. Once they screw you over, yep. once they start hating on you, then you'll see. And I'm like, I'm not concerned about that. I wasn't even really going back and forth with them because their minds are already made up. They hate black men. They're self-hating. They're anti-black. They're disgusting. I really didn't have too much to say to them, but I was reasoning with her because she seemed reasonable. But then she was like, no, I get what they're saying and they make sense. And I'm like, okay, I was like, you know what, sis, you got it. But it made me think about are black men and black women doing themselves such a disservice by speaking in these extremes, promoting these extreme, this extreme messaging that they are literally ostracizing themselves from part of the group that would otherwise help them, part of the group that would be of a benefit to them. And I was like, it's unfortunate. And it really had me in a somber mood all day because I don't care about divesters and the women who are like, you know, uh, Sinji fanatics and things like that, because they're a special breed, but the women who are more neutral or the women who once advocated for black men, because to be completely honest, black men in this space will say they ain't doing nothing but marching when people die, but all kind of advocacy is needed. When we talk about fighting for against oppression and fighting the system of white supremacy, every single kind of advocacy is needed. Political advocacy, financial um, you know, assistance is needed, um, people out protesting, marching for change. Every single type of advocacy has a place and does benefit us in some way. So I think that we're, you know, it's to our detriment. And it's it's just saddening me because I'm like, you can't even reason with these folks. And no, um, their movement is growing like the red pill movement started out and it's quick as shit um, because these conversations are actually starting to be had out in the public um, amongst people. Like you can hear people talking about Kevin Samuels and his impact. You can hear women um, talking about these black men, yep. these black men. Oh, you trust these black men? Oh, girl, ain't you tired? And yes. I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, 
imagine mm -hmm. y'all talking shit about uh, me supporting a black man when y'all have dogged me out if worse worse than any black man has ever treated me you know what i'm saying like y'all y'all haven't the the same man that y'all have talked shit about dogging me out y'all have treated me worse um or it's been equal and i'm sitting here and i'm like y'all don't see that and, and and then i'm like okay i can't be the only one to have ever had a bad experience with a black woman um, exactly. That's the part because they literally, there's no accountability in those conversations as it relates none. to black women. And they're like, the only reason they rocking with you is because they, you know, feel like you're beneath them. I'm like, no, because I am not a threat to them because I allowed them the space to, you know, um, the space to speak about their experiences without trying right. to invalidate them. And I allowed, you know, and it's like, no, well, wait till they screw you over and, and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, first of all, if you've ever experienced the love and protection of a black man, how could you say abort black male babies? And how could you speak so ill of black men? And just, you know what? It's very telling when I see women like that and no shade, no, no real talk. But even Sinji, she talks about her own story. Like, and women were in the comments like, well, you've experienced that, but most black women have it. And that's sad that black women haven't experienced the love, guidance, protection, and leadership from a black man. Because when you have, you move differently in this world. When you've had a black father who's led your home, who, you know, ha has taught you, you know, the importance of being a young lady and, you know, who has taught you, um, you know, the essence of what it is to, um, you know, carry yourself as a lady and think you know talk to you about you know how to conduct yourself and things of that nature it, you carry yourself differently when you ha have the leadership and guidance of a man in your home someone leading you the protection of like you move completely different and you don't have all this angst and you mad at the world and black men yeah. like, like they did me wrong because you have the support and backing of a black man girl hmm shout out to MGTOW universe he says rose addressed like a mississippi madam she is in charge it, of the girls this is, this is just my sweater i absolutely love this sweater I it's nice and cozy <laughs> he's a hater thank he you a child he's still shopping he don't know nothing about fashion baby he's, still he, he's shopping at jc penny child let me tell you something we already know it we know his idea of fashion what he see in the magazines when he be going over there talent but anyways go ahead on <laughs> and them parlors and the massage parlors that's his idea of fashion not, anyway not the parlors <laughs> he says looking forward to the police white simmer supremacy divester interview um thank you so much for that and shout out to mr curlin he says you know how it is concrete they gotta want to hear the other they gotta want to hear the other side of the story she was all feeling some kind of way already the chicks in the chat just played into it it kind of gave me um had me under the mind like when we um interviewed olivia and people were literally lying on us like literally lying and going back and saying things that we didn't say nor did we imply and she rolled with that but it's like 
I'm going to buy into the mammy fluff. And that's pretty much what happened. People are buying into um, the message. And so I just, I I think it's interesting that a woman could have a Mm -hmm. baby by a black man, a whole black man that she chose and then tell others to abort their kids. And I'm like, this shit is wild, yo. That's the thing. Like, how are y'all singing her praises? Like, this is what, and they are like, I make six figures. I'm intelligent. I have an advanced degree. You got an advanced degree, but you being bamboozled by somebody? Uh, like, a person who I see as a hypocrite <laughs> can't leave me no fucking way. Like, you can't leave me no freaking where. Like, man, you cannot be doing the opposite of what you're preaching to me and think that I'm going to follow you. Like, ain't that ain't ever happening for me. I'm sorry. Like, it just ain't happening. Oh, honey, this hair is gray as shit. Can you tell? Yeah, honey, this hair gray. It's gray, gray. Yeah. You but, know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl. You know what else I found interesting is I'm seeing all kind of well, I'm seeing all kind of videos be made directed at the Passport Bros. Baby, the Passport Bros is prime time right now. The Passport Bros is being broadcast on all the social media um, 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 platforms. They are not not in a positive light, but they're getting their 15 minutes of fame, baby, because everybody coming for the Passport Bros. And I see them all up and down my timeline on TikTok. Everybody is go- coming at the Passport Bros. Like the Passport Bros is so popular right now. The entire movement is being attacked on many, many fronts. I don't know if you see it, but every time, every single day that I log on a different, and it's not just on TikTok. I've seen it on um, IG as well, but mainly on yeah. TikTok. But they coming for the next of the Passport Bros, baby. Oh, facts, facts, facts. But honey, oh. So shout out to MGTOW University says, oh, Jesus, Rose got her mic volume on maximum. Uh, then turn your mic I'm down. I'm about to adjust it. I'm about to adjust it. No, no. Turn your earphones down, MGTOW. You know, Rose going to be loud every day. That's what it is. I accept it. I can't hear you now. See? You got, you still on mute, Rose? Yeah, you on mute. Concrete, you know we can't hear you, right? How about now? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Stop playing. What other tea you got? Oh, child. So, it's one thing I've been meaning to cover forever, and it is about women being on panels with men. And so I've seen a number of you men say, oh, my wife could never be on a panel with a man. Oh, my wife could never be on panels with men. Oh, what is she doing up there? Do your, does your husband know you're up there talking to men? And I'm sitting there and I, you ever seen this picture with this white girl sitting on a couch and a bunch of dudes like surrounding her? The concrete, you're on mute. I didn't say anything. I just shook my head. No, I oh. haven't seen it. You never seen a picture of a, she's like a tiny white girl. And there's like a bunch of black men standing behind her. On, and she's sitting on the couch. And there's like a bunch of black men standing behind her. No, not at all. Picture? That don't oh sound you know. So I, I've seen women kind of have conflict on panels. And 
it's like um men are like oh could is you, your husband is allowing you <laughs> Okay. Um, nah, I, I'm gonna be honest. That kind of stuff kind of scares me because it's a lot. Um, but it's like, if you go on a panel and we're having a conversation and it happens to be men or whatever, whatever, I don't think it's that deep. Um, when men say that to me, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, she's on a panel. It's not like they're standing there with their penises out. Or they're standing there and it's sexual conversation. Now, I would get it if she was with, with a man and there was mm -hmm. sexual conversation going on. I could get that aspect of it. But it's like, did your woman ever go to school? Do you realize, like, when she went to school, there were boys there, there were men there? If she went to a university, there were men if she, there? If she works outside the home, it's likely in a co-ed environment unless she works in an all-girl. Right. But there may be janitors. There may be, there still may be some males, you know, some males that work somewhere in the proximity of her in place of employment. So there right. is going to be co-ed interactions. We work in a world where you're going to interact with the opposite sex. That's my point. So when men say that, I'm always looking like, are y'all slinging your dicks on them? And like, what's happening on the panel that that she can't be up there to have uh, an intellectual conversation or whatever, as long as it's not about sex or whatever, because I understand it. Men don't want you to talk about sex with other men. Got you. But if she's sitting over there and y'all talking about Black Lives Matter and um, especially if y'all talking about fuck black, like what's the like what's what's happening yeah. up on the panel that that's so weird to yeah, me. The black and community and that weird ass question. I've gotten that a lot and that's a common thing. That's a shaming tactic. That is a way that black men want to like kind of shut you down. And it's kind of like, does your husband know you that here? Do your right. husband allow you on path? And it's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't have any defense for what you're saying, or maybe like that you, you got me backed into a corner. So I don't have anything else that I can say. So right. I'm going to pull that out does because I ain't got nothing here? else. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, but so to that point, though, have your has Curlin ever told you that he didn't want you on a certain panel? Like, are there certain places he don't want you traveling for one reason or another in the space? Um, I think initially it probably started out like that, but I'm a woman that can handle myself in these spaces. I think when it got to be too much on me, like if it affected me in any way then he'd be like, okay, you need to take a break from this. You need to relax or whatever, or you need to stay away from a certain area for a while. But, you know, he gets it. You know what I'm saying? But like to tell me, well, you can't go to this space or you can't say, and he, he's not, don't, I, I don't think he's possessive like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, um, I YouTube, um, as right. My, this is my a hobby. So right, right, right. now I think that yeah, he's about tired. I think he's tired of the space in general. He does seem to get tired of this ish. Now I've heard yeah. him more than once be like this, this like old. kind of yeah, it, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get I even get that aspect of it, but I rather enjoy some of it. You know what I mean? And unless it starts to affect me, then he don't really say anything. He'd be like, 
fuck it. <laughs> okay. If that's what you want to do, but now you know these niggas ain't gonna these niggas is gonna nigga. And you know how they, these chicks is. And so I be like, okay, babe, but I still run back to the fire anyway. God damn it, I gotta go tell them about this and I gotta go cuss this bitch out and I gotta go tell them <laughs> but as of late I haven't participated in a lot of panels um unless they've been over here because I know I have a I've safer, noticed that a safe space. I've noticed that yeah yeah and it's like I, I um, will say go ahead I'm sorry no I was just gonna say that um the like the conflict gets to be too much especially if it's too much at once or it's multiple people coming at me and then it's like bitches coming at me or guys coming at me for yeah, you're mad at my opinion about some shit you're really that concerned with what i think and i, I i'm actually kind of flattered because i'll be like damn they really be like they really fuck with me you know it's what i'm flattering. saying i'm like wow mm -hmm. so it's flattering it is. um i will say my husband i would say my husband is my uh, i'm trying to think of the word i wouldn't say he's controlling my husband has very high standards by my my husband has high standards and by my husband has having these high standards he has an expectation his my husband is like this he makes his standards known and he expects you to govern yourself according to his standards so he don't be like you can't do this or you can't do that He's going to make his standards and expectations known. And he expects me to govern myself according to those standards and expectations. So really and truly, my husband doesn't have to say to me, don't do this or don't do that. I just know what he would and wouldn't appreciate. Now, he has said to me, like, you know, he heard me cursing and he was like, like, he said to me, like, you know, a lady doesn't use like certain language or whatever. And so when he heard me cursing and going off, like he was like, I heard you up there going off, like I heard your mouth or whatever. And so like I self-correct because he was like, he hurt my mouth. Like he didn't say, don't be up there cursing, don't curse this and the other. He brought it to my attention that he heard me cursing. And as a result, so that's how my husband is because he has these standards and he believes that a lady conducts herself a certain way and that a man conducts himself a certain way. Um, and so that's kind of how he is. But I do know that my husband would have an issue with certain behaviors, like, like with certain things like, he would not like me being on panels or like, you know, men are, like you said, talking about sex and talking underneath my clothes or talking like very vulgar and stuff like that. He yeah. would have an issue with that. So yeah. I wouldn't do it because I know he would have an issue with that. Like certain things I know he wouldn't appreciate. I just don't do out of respect for him and my relationship too. Not just because of him, like out of, out of respect for my relationship. And I don't want men to, or anybody to ever think that they can cross a certain line with me and so because of that, I just steer, steer clear of certain things. So that's how my husband is. He don't necessarily say you can't do this, but he has certain standards. And he's like, very, my husband is like this. He'll be like, I wouldn't go for that. Like he, like even like the Princella thing, he never said, he didn't, he was, he was like, well, you know, I wouldn't, you know, he, he like, you know, I wouldn't be cool with you going or he didn't say you can't go. He would like, you know, it ain't like, you know, I'd be cool with you going. He will say what he wouldn't be all right with in a way, like letting me know, like that ain't happening, but he doesn't be like, no, nah, you ain't going your tail. Like, so he does that type of thing. 
I kind of be on the type of time, um, even when it came down to her and her rhetoric. Now, of course, Carlin did not agree with this shit at all, at all, at all. But I'm a type of person that I like to seek out new adventures or um, I'd be the type of person to listen to the crazy person. And I because I'm curious as to what their thought process and viewpoint is on life and how they arrive to whatever conclusions. And so um if I, I had a reason to go for like research but like if I was yeah, like it would be for showing yeah because I'm curious about like how would you arrive to a certain thought process but I'm a strong-minded person and so you know my mind be kind of made up about shit anyway so it's like I'm not necessarily easily influenced like I once was right it ain't like she gonna infiltrate my thought processes and you know impact how I view my relationship or how I behave right, or anything like right, that. Right. But for me, it's too like I don't necessarily see value in necessarily that information. But like you know, for the purpose of the show, like I, it could be something that is complete in complete contrast to my ideologies, but it benefits us content wise that I may venture out into or do some research on because it could be of a benefit to us i kind of look at it like this the way her numbers are growing um and how so many women are literally buying into the message let me see what the message is so i can discuss it figure it out um uh disseminate it to men to a certain degree um because you know they want to they want to know they want to know um but it's like one of those things like so because so many women are buying into it i'm curious as to why so many women are buying into it and you know like what's the polarizing so when you have somebody polarizing like i don't know anybody that's polarizing that has a small audience when you're that polarizing you're gonna have a a nice audience so there's that but um yeah child Mm -hmm. Okay, let me let me let me see this, child. Okay, so I got got that. Um, what? Okay, Kiki Palmer just announced that she is having a baby. Excuse me, mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live, and she has a boyfriend, but she is not married. And I wanted to know: Do you think she is perpetuating single motherhood? Um, do I think that she's perpetuating single motherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think so. I mean, um, I do think so. Um, do you think society is the same in that regard? Because now it didn't even seem like a thing. And I was surprised to see so many women celebrating her. Um, I don't think I seen any negative comments at all, but like the first hundred comments I seen were in like congrats or you know, excitement for her. I saw a few I saw a girl make a post about her being a single mother and why black people celebrate single motherhood and other groups, other groups don't, and you know, I saw that. But um, I think that times have changed. 
However, I I did see some points being made that I would have to tend to agree with. I think that, you know, two things can be true at the same time. I think that the ideal situation is to bring your child into a, a home with two married people. I, I do agree with that. Um, but I don't want to take away from the fact that, you know, we have married people who haven't attained the success that Kiki Palmer has. You know, she still is a very successful woman and she's accomplished a lot. She's been working since she was like, nine, you know, eight, six years old or something. And she's accomplished a lot. She literally, didn't she just come out with her own network or something? Like she is a brilliant young lady. She is, you know, making boss moves. She is, you know, you know, wonderfully talented and, you know, she's um, successful and I would not take away from any of that. I, I don't know if her, um, partner is equally yoked. Um, and I, like I said, I do think in an ideal world that, it, you know, she would want to be bring her child into a home where, you know, it's two married people. Um, but um, I, I, I do think that, you know, she is perpetuating single motherhood to answer the question. Yeah, I, I was sitting there and I was like, damn. And I, I guess I'd be on it from the standpoint of the women with everything, like you could have it all. Why settle for this aspect? You know what I'm saying? This certain aspect. And um, there was this girl from Baltimore. I think her name is J. Cole or something like that. But she is hilarious. Um, And I've been following her on Instagram for years. And I have, you know, y'all know I have like two accounts or whatever. The comedian chick. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up having a baby uh, as a single mom. She does the Frank skit. The Frank. Yeah. um, yeah. She has a baby uh, and became a single mother. And I was like, damn, like y'all could have had it all. And so um, I'd be on the type of time like um, I got a couple of nieces, whatever, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'd be thinking like, damn, y'all could have had it all. And and not to say that it stops you from having it all because I did it, Concrete did it. You know, we did get married at some point, but it was just one of those things that just kind of had me thinking like y'all grew up in such a fashion. Y'all had uh, y'all had the money, y'all got the education, y'all have the family structure. What would make you choose right. to be a single all mother? But, you know, people could ask, ask me the same thing. Um, and a lot of us, the same questions, like, like, why did you choose to be a single mother? And I, I just thought about it, like, damn, y'all had it all and y'all still went in a certain direction. And so it, it kind of makes me sad a little bit, though, because, eh. but uh, shout out to MGTOW University says yeah. when women have money, they think money can replace the father. Uh, a la Kendra G, Kendra G, only to realize when it's too late that it doesn't. Um, I think you have a really, really good point because that has been the man for a lot of women. The money has been the man, um, and money has replaced men in a lot of ways, um, because a lot of shit that men do can be outsourced. Now, I think women need men. We need, we definitely need men. But if a woman can outsource dick and she can outsource getting her car fixed and she can outsource a leaky roof, she can outsource a, a faucet or some shit, she is doing 
just that. And, you know, as long as she's still able to get attention and sex. Um, and then, the yeah, way I mean, I think it's the norm. Like it's rare for it's, 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 it's rare for a woman to marry first and marry then carry. It's just a rare yeah. thing. Isn't that know? crazy as hell though? Considering how times used to be. And to be completely honest, I think too, like I was a teen mom. I was, I was literally a kid and you know, I was a teen mom, but I'm not using that as an excuse. I do think too, like you almost expect something different because someone has, um, you know, access to these resources yeah. and is successful and, you know, has a, you know, come, it has a two, you know, both of her parents in her life and surrounded by people who has, um, you know, who has resources and and you expect to be doing well in life that you would expect her to have lots of examples of the right way to do things but yeah. you know for whatever reason she chose to do things differently and that is so interesting to me because i was like damn not her too you know what i'm saying because it's like every time it's like a new single mom new single mom such and such became a mom today and i'm like y'all just said fuck it okay um what else did i have y'all tori lane's ass is getting ready to go to jail honey tori yeah um tweeted out a tweet and i haven't seen that yeah what was the tweet uh earlier on today um i was trying to pull it up y'all know it takes me forever um maybe i should just put his name in well i want some mexican food I want some Mexican food real bad. You so random. I'm not about to do this. With I you. know. Extra. I'm not. Oh, he got like 11 million followers. Who knew? I don't even know how to spell the man name. Oh. Okay. E-O-R-I. I got I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, but uh no, I can't find it. I thought I was going to be able to find it. Um, but I think they had the first date of trial or whatever. And um, I think he's kind of scared at this point. Um, thinking he might, it, it might be a wrap. Mm. So I thought. Not, was- not he going around busting people in the mouths afterwards and then acting like he untouchable, baby. Now he getting scared. That ain't uh, a good look, child, at, at all. Do you think um, he actually do you think he shot Megan? I'm confused. I don't know because it's too <laughs> much too much information and misinformation and different stories that they came out. I can't even that's like that's like who killed P- Biggie and Tupac, baby. I can't Ain't even that the tell truth? you. One oh of the eighth wonders of that one of the fifteenth wonders <laughs> of the world, baby, because I added to the list because I can't tell you. I don't know <laughs> at this point. Okay. Um, uh, I got a couple things too, child. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, girl. Cause did yeah, you yeah. see? So Gabrielle Union was doing an interview and she made a comment about Boosie, and because Boosie has made comments about Zaya and he's made comments about what's his name that sings Old Town Road, and she made a comment insinuating maybe he hiding something. And Boosie went the hell off in a tweet, essentially saying that her that D Wade likes it up the rear, and that um telling her to go use the strap on D Wade and and all the things. I mean, went the heck off as as Boosie does, as Boosie tends to do. 
And so I wanted to know when women, when women have something to say, you know, and do this thing where, you know, and Boosie came for her family first, allegedly. Like, I don't know all the backstory, but everybody was saying, you know, Boosie then made several comments about her family and Zaya. And I remember there being some back and forth. When women do this thing, like my husband is of the mindset and he's always said, if a woman disrespects him and she with her man, he ain't going to take it to the woman. And so as a man, you know, he got to take it to the man. Um, do women and their mouths, you know, as a result of, and, and maybe, you know, it, it's rightful. Maybe it's, it's, it's justified because she was defending her family result in their men having to come to their defense. And should she have any said anything, or was that something that D Wade should have addressed? Um, and then what is your overall opinion of this back and forth between them two? Okay. So I think the internet has made all of us so freaking comfortable. Um, even going back to the mahogany situation, when it came down to black Uru saying what mahogany would, wouldn't have said to him um, out loud and in person. And I was, I thought about it when I thought about it some more, I was like silent Lamont wouldn't have called her a whore to her face in front of her man either. And I didn't think about that. But when I thought about it, I was like, the internet has us comfortable as fuck. Um, Boosie did make comments and it's not even that she didn't have a right to respond because she was probably asked about it. You know, I didn't see the context of how she, you know, how that full conversation went. Yeah. She was but, asked by Jamel Hill. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's like, it's kind of like one of those things where you look at Gabrielle Union and all the things that they've talked about as far as their bedroom activities, then the mom of Zaya having a problem with that lifestyle or what's, you know, that transition and all that stuff. Um, I kind of feel like I would have preferred her not speak on it. And if uh, Dwayne Wade saw Boosie in the street or some shit, if he chose to handle it, he could have handled it. But I am also a woman that um, on here, I've typically like, I don't have to go to Curlin and cut your ass out if you didn't got out of pocket with me. And generally I'll let you get out of pocket a couple times before I get you. And so, but at the same token, like I said, the internet has made us all very, 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 very comfortable. Um, back in the day, that used to be a thing. Like you didn't take anything to a man, a, a, a man's woman, or you didn't run to the media with your every freaking thought process either. And so the media, social media allows us to say and be whoever the hell we want without any consequence. And nobody, you know, a lot of people don't experience real consequence behind the shit that they talk on the internet. Most people don't. And most people know that, oh, you know, it's just internet shit. You, oh, it's just, you know, no, no, no. And, you know, um, I probably would have attacked Boosie for the way he raises his own children. Um, the situations his own children have involved, been involved in 
um you remember no that was young thug thug daughter coast child woo. um yeah i I don't know. Then, then it's kind of homophobic for her to insinuate that he was a homo. Um, excuse me, that he was homosexual. It would be considered homophobic on her end um, for for saying that about him, as though it's a bad thing. If they wanted to spin it, it could be spent like that. I've seen people spin it, so um, I don't know. I don't know. I that's a that's a good one, Rose. That's that's a good one. Um, yeah, I I I don't know, cause I'm a, like I said, I'm a type of woman that if too much is said to me, um, you know, I, I'm I'm like, uh, what was the woman, Miss Sophia? Yeah, yeah, baby, they gonna have to come get me. I have to I have to say, real talk though, um, on the internet is a bit different for me. Because my husband ain't about to get on the internet and be typing back and forth with nobody. He just ain't like, uh, yeah. that's just not his forte. He's not going to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, in person, I'm extremely careful of how I move because I know that, you know, anything, any trouble that I get into that, you know, he's going to have to follow it up and or, you know, the person I know some people most a lot of people move like that like if you know I'm I got beef with somebody or I'm running my mouth I'm giving somebody a lot of lip and attitude you know like I, I think a lot of women a lot of black women we, we we fly off the handle and we don't take into consideration what that could result in that literally right. could result in loss of life for our husband because we was and I, I mean I, you know I don't like to bring up examples like this but even like the situation where the woman parked in um like they the woman and her boyfriend went to a liquor store and they were parked in a handicap and this white man it wasn't even his store came trying to police where they was parked in this that and the other and her boyfriend was in the store and she's in the car with her child but she get out you know running her mouth to the dude and i mean like mind your business i get it but we right. oftentimes we don't think about what that can result in and literally yep. she he shot her child's father in front of the child like oftentimes we just don't be thinking about what that could result in yeah. and i try to always be cognizant of that because i know he gonna have to react and then i know someone else might react and yep. so i try to keep that in mind yeah and i think that's the thing that we should keep in mind um because it wasn't anything that she had to do but i can imagine gabriel union like what boost is gonna shoot me yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can, yeah, of course. Wussy was really disrespectful in that tweet. Like that type of stuff, though. Like, and then, like, when you get to talking crazy like that, like when my man see you, he gonna have to check you. You know, so does your man have to check? Do you think it would be a safe thing for Boosie to check that situation? I mean, excuse me for Dwayne Wade to check for Dwayne. Yeah. I mean, and like because of his status, I feel like I, you know, just leave it alone. But you know, a regular person, it, just, it you does know, make you feel some type of way because you're like, yeah, like you chopping me off, like you challenging. Then you talking about I'm getting bent over and all those things, like, sir. You know, you trying it, like if in the streets, like you, that's somebody pulling your card. That's, it, it, that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. And D Wade, um, 
I'm curious. Look at Kid Now You know, didn't Boosie uh, get in trouble for something at Walmart? Wasn't he locked up for something? Oh, wow. Gab, what's up, man? Where you been? Oh, I didn't even realize that. What's good, Gab? Me either. I'm like... But you know he went to jail for attempt murder or something that they, oh, that I think they dismissed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, child, we'll see yeah. a, a real thug. But I'm not about to now. play with you. I mean, you know, it's Boosie, honey. Boosie a thug. Boosie a thug, thug. Like, for real out in these streets. So, ain't no telling, child. Sure, okay, clouds. But I just found that interesting. There was one other thing I have before we get off into the topic. Well, there was two. I'm only going to mention this. Okay. So, did you see? I found this to be kind of interesting. You know, Pastor Jamal Bryan is, child. Girl, I seen it and I had it rolled down. Yeah, girl. Interesting. Pastor Jamal Bryan trying to start up a little tree business at the church. He he trying to start up a little tree business at the church down at the church house. He is really trying to start a cannabis. So fucking embarrassing. To attract black men to the church, though. He said it come from the earth. Like, why not? Like, what's tea? I don't so, want no weed smoking smoke. pastor. He didn't say that he would be going to be smoking. You really he's talking think about him, you selling really it, making smoke. it a business. No, but listen, he's talking about on the business front, teaching black nah. men the art of business, how to make this thing legit, you know, how to go legit with it. Get They don't have to be out there with their bags. Who the hell still selling nickel bags and shit? Dye bags and shit? I don't think nobody does. This but I'm just saying. still sell dime bags, y'all? Listen, I'll, I'll have one. But I don't out. think people do. But I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I actually think it's a horrible I, idea. I, I um, like it. For... for... <laughs> No, I, I'm looking at it. I look. I was like, now, Pastor, you done took shit too far. They don't... For one, he don't have his own shit in order, so I don't like that. And he has too much drama and too much scandal. With Baby, when he dip his stuff, don't got nothing to do with how he handled his business. You're right, girl. You're right. You can, you can be a hoe and pastor and still tell people about God's word. Child, yeah. Um, I don't like that. I think that the black community already has too many issues with drug use. Um, before y'all get over here and be like, oh my god, it's not a drug. Don't get me wrong, you know, every now and then, child. Uh, <laughs> listen, you know every now and me, then. I don't see it like that because literally the have yeah, found a way but... to profit and become super millionaires so much so that literally they said like 80 percent of the state of colorado's um tax money is now coming from their weed industry it is big business and we always the last to be able to break into something yeah, literally but it's it people that went to jail and served 20 years so if, if he can figure out a way to get some of these people that's on the street to be able to do this thing legally and especially because they've made it to where it's so expensive just the licensing process is expensive as heck because they're trying to lock black people out of it i think that it could be a very lucrative great 
investment. I don't necessarily think it's something for the church to be involved in. So I get the whole the holy roller. Listen, you gonna get, like, I get it. Holy it the, the church I mean, and trees. You I get, get it. Get it, it. Get lifted. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> get high off. Like, I mean, I get. Like it, it's, you're right. Like the church, it may not should be involved in it, but That's I do my think point. I get you, if he was trying to do that as a separate endeavor. Go <laughs> heaven highway. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like. No, pastor, get your folks like you be a silent investor. Have some goddamn decorum about yourself. And and it's the fact that there's no decorum in the church. So now you want to let the weed smokers up in there. So then if I tell now you want to sell alcohol too? Jesus turned water into wine. Mm. I mean, they're they gonna be making be... that moonshine in the back of the church. You think they ain't oh. when they listen? He trying to make that money. Jamal Bryan about his money. He trying to make some cash. I ain't mad yeah, at him. Yeah, girl. I, I don't. I'm like, hell Listen, nah. I'm trying to that. Even real talk, even Scientology. Like, these churches be into, they, they diversify. Listen, they diversify all the time. And he know, like, that's actually kind of smart. Like, weed is Big business. They making a killing off of weed. Baby, I, I'm about to go down and Why see if I can Why you sound like you didn't sold some before, bro? Like, like, because, no, I've, I've researched it like a couple years ago, Why? like probably two years ago, because I think I wish I'm about to go be a member. If he do this, I'm going to go back to church. Listen, wa watch me join. You're going to be a usher. Don't be just. Don't be judging me. Be Don't be judging me. Listen, Girl, I'm trying to I'm going to make up. Watch how I make money, baby. I'm going to be able to retire. Watch how I tell you. I'm trying to listen. Y'all some haters, but when I'm when I'm rolling in it and I ain't talking about rolling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what it sounds like y'all are rolling. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Y'all know I be with the ish, so I just don't think it's a horrible Child, idea. I cannot. Personally. I cannot. I cannot. Hit clouds. Look, he owns a song. But um, <laughs> whatever. That's really it's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> I got the burning bush. I always thought that meant something else. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, that's all uh, I got. Shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He said, like I said, Mississippi matter. X. We rose. Okay. <laughs> That's you a good one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, y'all talking all that is, baby. I'm gonna be living lavish. You hear me? Living lavish. Don't forget about I ain't gonna be able to do my. Girl. I ain't gonna be able to do my um Sunday show no more, baby, because I'm being Sunday service every. So I ain't gonna miss a. I ain't gonna miss a beat, baby. I gotta watch my money. Hell, the whole goddamn. Uh, what you call it? <laughs> I bet that would be a a thing Listen. to see, though, child. They uh, laughing and sh giggling and shit. I'm trying to Listen, tell you. Them, uh, what they call the after church thing, girl. What? They serve dinner and shit after church. 
don't know. Uh, oh my god. I don't know what they call it, but we always stayed after and ate chicken baby in the basement of the church. You think we yeah, did? Like church had the best chicken. Ooh, whoo, whoo. <laughs> that's a good one, Black Wizard. Ah. Um whatever. Y'all crazy. Oh my God. Uh shout out to Mr. Colonel. He says, Church Airlines, where Jesus is Listen. your co-pilot. Honey. <laughs> Watch people gonna be in five years. People gonna be like, I should have got in on that. They millionaires. Nah, I, I, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm uh, listen. I ain't gonna go to the church though, but I, mm -hmm. I'll buy in. You know, throw me a couple dollars. Listen, on listen. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, you ready had, to get off into the show? Yeah, girl. Oh no, you got off. one more. I got one more. I got one What's more. What's up? They said that. Nia Long then left Ime, Emi Yudoka. What you think about that? Good. Good. Okay. Not good. Did we think she wasn't going to leave him? I didn't think she was. She I better thought she have. had some sense. I thought she had some Why sense. would she stay? Wait a minute. Not with that type of public scandal. And then you got your chick booking my If it was good like enough for Hillary, it's good enough for her. No, no, no. I would have left too. Baby, you, you really sleeping with multiple white women. Cheat on her. I don't give a dang. I, like being by yourself is not that bad. I, I assure you. Like, it, like not that type of public scandal for these funny looking, funny looking palm pilots. Baby, listen, let me tell you something. And then not only was it like it, it was multiple women, multiple of the pink toes and it, you had her booking my flights like flat like you literally had her uh uh coordinating my accommodations like certain things not not when i have that type of status and that impacts me and impacts my child and people like uh literally you see um reporters running up to her with her son and stuff like that type of no nah, baby you got to go no nah, i don't even know i that was kind of funny a funny thing to me anyways why was they engaged for 11 years why because nia long ain't want to get married Child, some, someone clean in the milk if she was engaged for 11 years then she already knew what was up but i think her pride is just in the way at this point because the to say I've been engaged, yeah. I'm engaged, I'm engaged for 11 years. She didn't want to really get married, but I think, um, I actually don't think it was a good decision for her. Um, I be thinking like women that really? be with men for, yeah, I'm, I'm dead ass. Women that be with men for that long and then they get out of the relationship and then they try to go and date and shit. And they be thinking that it's going to be easy peasy and shit out here. And they, I feel like the devil you know is better than the one you don't. And mm. I think um, until they do like some really, really deep, get some really, really deep psychological help, they generally end up attracting the same types of men anyway. And they end up perpetuating the same fucking cycle. So I'm like, you knew this nigga been cheating. I don't know. I was with my ex for 15 know. years, baby. I leveled the hell up. Let 15. me tell you something, sisters. Oh, child. 15. 15. Like, I did the right thing. But I will say this. Um, I don't believe in that the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Like, I don't I believe in that ish, like, at head. all whatsoever. And, like, look at Megan Good. She ain't waste no time. Like, I don't. 
I feel you like think Megan gonna get married. Oh, well, Megan good. Stick. She may no. not get married, but some women don't desire. Like some for some women, marriage one time is enough. Like some women be like, I don't want to get married again. Like not everybody. Like that's not everybody's ultimate goal. And for me alone, it may not be have been a goal at all of hers for her to stay engaged for eleven years. But I also the feel like, that, like you know what the fact that she was quote unquote engaged for eleven years says to me that she needed some type of validation that only a man could provide. And to say that you've been with somebody for eleven years but y'all haven't walked down the aisle yet. That says a whole hell of a lot. And that's saying like, I want a man just to say I have a man. So if you've been with somebody for 11 years, oh no, that cheating shit. Mm -mm. Uh, shout out to Juju. Juju, I was yeah. partially raised in Brooklyn like a long, long time ago those days. Um, but I haven't been, I didn't live, I haven't lived in New York since I was like 13 years old though. So there's that. Shout out to Miss Danica. Hey, girl. Hey, Thank you, girl. Thank Just you, sis. Through. Thank you, lady. You know what? I, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a black and white person. I'm not a person that says a woman should leave if a man cheats. A woman should like, I'm not a black and white person. However, like that type of public scandal and like it was an ongoing affair. And like, even when she called it off, he still continued and persisted and tried to deal with her and multiple women. And like, I feel like, especially if I am in the public limelight, I have a public career, I would probably end it. And especially when things impact my children, when things impact my young children, like yeah, it's probably over with. Like I just, you know, like it's too many um, no things kids. compiled. Yes, oh, she do. She son. got a young son by Ime Yudoka. He like 10, 11 years old. Oh, I forgot about the baby she had with him. Damn, yeah. I thought she had that older son. Reporters uh, chasing them down while she getting her son from school and all that type of foolishness. Uh-uh, baby, listen. Get your ass out of here. Child, a shout out to SG. She's like, uh, yeah, I feel no one is even checking for Nia Long on that level. She should have stayed. Right now, her oh. options are being single or dating men not up to par. She stayed that long anyway. SG, we we Y'all the SG baby. I feel that. Damn, getting so cheated on, dogs out. Like, uh, the sisterhood gonna have y'all next. They but 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 see i, I just i i'm look i kind of feel like the same way as sg i don't think a lot of men are checking for nia long that listen when they showed the picture of the woman that he was cheating on nia long with and versus nia long everybody was like shit he upgraded he upgraded he upgraded nia's old she's not the girl we seen in friday wait you saw the woman that he cheated on nia long with he didn't upgrade with that chick a lot of men seem to have thought so a lot of men the majority of men that i saw agreed that he upgraded. i ain't seen nobody saying that but what you see she was just a straight laced white girl oh a lot of men were saying that he upgraded i mean Youth is going to to beat out a lot of shit a lot of times. So it was just younger, so younger and tighter, I guess. But which one was it? Because she didn't look younger, even. There was the one Mormon wife, that, um, the wife, the Mormon wife. Nah, not her. The last one that he was cheating with. No, I think it was one that looked mixed or something. Oh no, what? this ain't the one I'm talking about. Then she was white. Oh. 
but uh shout out to MGTOW. He's like, uh, she seemed basic to me, but youth versus 50-ish. That's my point. Like, yeah, she was basic to me too. Yeah, and I mean Nia Long been with the guy for a long time, but hell, I seen some yeah. things where she kind of look he a little wanted something new. Yeah. He wanted, and I like the thing is it was newness too. Like, you know, he was with, with her for, you know, oh my gosh, this woman is not cute. Um, and she don't look young. Youth. <laughs> this look like lady look like a three-day-old avocado. Um <laughs> She might be younger than Nia, but she don't look like it. Listen, I feel like for, you know, she was, it was still something new and newness about it. He'd been with her for, they was engaged for 11 years. So I don't know how long they've been together. You know, he probably wanted something different and, you know, yeah. And went and got this shit. Yeah. He went and got that. I guess. Okay. 40 is still better than 50. That's what a lot of men say, child. I guess. Not white 40. Better than 43, though. It's spoiled. But anyway, is you ready to um, talk about this topic? Why Why are black men the only ones chastised for leaving the community? So, Featuring Deion Sanders. So we know Prime Time, Coach Prime, Coach Prime has been the talk of the town over the last week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Coach Prime Coach took Prime. the coaching gig in Colorado and he announced it, the University of Colorado. He announced it himself, came out and said, and did. And mm. as a result, he been getting slaughtered all over social media because because folks feel like he sold the black community a dream he He sold the hbcus a dream he sold the black community a dream he sold them kids a dream he sold the state of mississippi a dream he sold jackson a dream and they said he ain't loyal he's treasonous he'll sell out he all the things and my black girl <laughs> clap. <laughs> so um, they hanging him out to dry. Coach Prime said he did what he did. And, you know, black people feel like not only that, like Coach Prime, when he came, he was using God, saying God sent him, talking about Ooh. all the changes, speaking as if he was going to be there for the long haul and yeah. all the things. And people feel like Coach Prime sold them a bill of goods and then you know, played him, uh, you know, and, and once he got, once a better offer came in and, you know, the white man's ice is colder, so he was on the next thing smoking. And we want to talk about why is it when a black man, when a black man, you know, when when the community feels like a black man is leaving, a black man makes another choice, a black man chooses something other than black um, that they are chastised for it, but you know, black women, we see them do it every day, and ain't no, ain't no consequences. Well, I feel like if black men cause the most harm to the community, then why shouldn't they be chastised for leaving it for somebody else to pick up the pieces? Um, Dion is a black man with black children who grew up in the same types of environments. And he know he is needed more than anybody. He is needed. 
And the problem that I have is like when men are needed and they know that they're needed, they will use you to come up off of you and then dump you like you wouldn't shit. Mm. And I just feel like a black um, man. Just Go like to the store and get some milk and don't come back. That's what he mm. did to Jackson State. The, the you know, I, and I've been talking to a couple people from Mississippi because you know that's my that's my place. Kid Clouds, I had to get your ass. Don't talk shit about Mississippi, honey. You can talk shit about all the Barbados you want. Leave Mississippi about it. But now, <laughs> listen, I'm like, uh, so you didn't came, you didn't sold them folks a dream. You didn't even let them give you a proper send off. I think people were hella appreciative for what Prime did for this state of Mississippi, especially for a black university. But the problem is with us, we always got to take our talents and our goods to somebody else for them not to even appreciate you. Like the way nobody appreciated Dion, like Jackson State appreciated Dion, honey. They appreciated Dion. Um, and it was such a joy over the city while he was there. People were, um, crime went down by like 5%, not ten, like, but like 5%, it went down a little bit. Um, it's, it's a shame because I think a lot of the, um, you see this ish, stop it. <laughs> you play too much. He sacrifices toes. <laughs> a black man can give his left arm and he ain't appreciated. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you You're think right, I have to get clown like that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta relax. <laughs> what? Can't sell, I can't what? Him too. You know you can't. He gonna talk ish the entire show as I he know. does, like no, like no no other. Gotcha. But you, I think you're right though. Like, like, and I've seen mixed reviews. Like the uh, the the um the the chairman and and the presidents are are like wishing him well. And the thing is, people are saying he did great things for Mississippi. He, he brought did. millions of dollars to the school. Like, you know, a partnership with Walmart, Under Armour. Um, he has Strahan donate suits. He's done a lot of good things for national recognition for the school. They on the national stage, on ESPN magazine, all the things. And like you said, the appreciation is there. The energy, the energy that he gets from Jackson State, like really. Baby, you seen that stale um, band at Colorado? Baby, it's not gonna be the it same. It is thing. not gonna be no Jay sets there. They ain't gonna mm -hmm. have them drum Baby, ain't nothing. Ain't no game like a Jackson State game, baby. If you have never done it, I, I just one time it should be on your bucket list. Go see the uh, go see the halftime show. I ain't never done it either. Baby, you gonna get uh, your not a prime gone. I don't life. know, but um, <laughs> girl, I got a homeboy <laughs> whose brother uh was a stripper named Prime Time, and he was like, I can get my brother to coach, but he gonna come out to a different type of music, honey. I was screaming because Prime Time was like one of the most popular strippers in Jackson. Oh my gosh, yeah. not that prime, baby. But, I was but like our 
Like, why are black men held to a different standard, though? Why is but, it that black men are held to a different standard? Black women have left the community. You you know, you got Serena. Look at the choice that she made to marry somebody outside of the black community and take her wealth to a white family. You know, you have black women who marry outside of the community and decide to partner with somebody else and they don't receive the scrutiny. They don't receive I think the, it's something the, than that though i think it's so what? much bigger than that um you have serena that's in a relationship with a white man dion came to a whole freaking community and gave and promised them things now not to say that he promised them his whole mm -hmm. life but i think they expected to have a little bit more time with him um and i am jackson state i didn't graduate so i wouldn't I, you know i'm not gonna say i'm like alumni alumni but i did go um, for a year and a half, two years. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. He said he did the right thing. Babe, who side you on? Wait, wait, let me do it. Wait, wait, we gonna get there. Let me Listen let me do it in my baby voice. Babe, who side you on? I thought you said you, <laughs> you said that don't work. So that shit gonna have to something gonna have to fucking give. Um <laughs> he said he did the right thing though. Who the fuck passed up a multi-million dollar raise when the word is he spent a gang of his own money to even get them where they are hell we would have been moving to colorado too the fuck ah! listen okay to oh, carlin's no. point though so that you have black men who are investing their own resources into the black community and then when they decide enough is enough save yourself black man sysbm it's time to get your passport and vamoose the, the community is still pissed at them they're still being you know held as you know some sort of traitors you know, is that fair? And you're saying somehow it's different because he left before. Like, what? what's the difference? I think the difference is you're talking about a relationship, an interpersonal relationship. I think that the thing is we're talking about an entire community. We're talking about uh, what that represented for Mississippi, what that represented for black people there. If y'all know anything about Mississippi, Mississippi is the poorest state in the nation. When they talk, had talks of Dion coming to the state, first of all, none of us could believe it. But then when he actually showed up, when Jackson State actually started to win that represented a lot for a lot of people and I, I know a lot of you guys everybody here is uh high value men and rich and shit but coming from the poorest state in the nation and seeing what type of impact that had um i think dion was the reason that the water got fixed i think dion was the reason that they were starting to fix potholes around there i think he was real um they said he bought a total of like 30 million um to this to the state um and don't get me wrong you know you got the brett Favre situation and i don't think people penalize brett Favre as hard as they penalize deon sanders but um it was just what it represented to me and i think it represented so so much um, to the people of Mississippi in general especially those in Jackson Jackson has a super high crime rate um Dion was not robbed twice um one time uh he thought somebody had did something but that wasn't that wasn't what happened he found what he was looking for and the second time somebody broke into his cars uh his son's car or truck and that was that but 
I think they would have probably even gave the money back if they had figured it out. But um, I I just I feel bad for the state of Mississippi. Um, I but I get it. I understand. And then it wasn't so much as him leaving; it was how he left. And Dion got on out, didn't even let them send him off with a proper goodbye. So it's like you come to my house, you stay for a week. Now, don't don't get me wrong. You didn't fix shit around the house. You didn't did everything else. And then you just disappear in the middle of the night. So it kind of felt like, damn, you couldn't even let us say bye to you properly. And you just got on out. So I think a lot of people are um, really hurt by that. But I did have the video of um, his press conference, um, if you would like to what the hell is this y'all know let's check it out i'm trying to figure out like how is my stuff playing but okay let's play it um share screen okay can you see that yep okay Let's go to theater mode and let's press play. Um, let me sign in real quick. Never mind, because y'all be up all up in my password. Easier than ever. At Freedom Boat Club, we buy the boat. I'm real kind with your uh, black snap with your earring. And I want y'all to take a look at this guy right here. I actually graduated from high school with him. Um, this is Ashley Robinson. Now, Ashley used to be short as shit in high school, but Ashley could play his ass off. Um, he used to play basketball uh, when we were in high school, and he went on to be um, a coach. Um, I forget his position now, but he went on to coach uh, college sports too. So, real kind, right? Y'all good? Y'all good? This is said y'all won. You won. You good? We can kick back. We kick back. We won. Okay, down for the nitty gritty. Uh. I know y'all been hearing the rumors and uh, everything that's been transparent around about uh, my whereabouts and what I'm going to do. And I'd like for y'all to hear it from me and not uh, from anyone else. Um, it is what it is. Either in coaching, you get elevated or you get terminated. Ain't no other way. You get elevated or terminated. And it ain't no graveyard for coaches where they die at the place. It don't work like that. They either gonna run you off or you gonna walk off uh, upon your own recognizance. Y'all see how mad Ashley looking? Y'all see how 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 pissy, like my homeboy over there like this and this motherfucker. That's how I feel. I get it. I get it cuz. I get a uh, classmate. That's my classmate. I've chosen to accept the job elsewhere next year. I'm gonna finish what we started. We're gonna dominate. I'm going to be here to that end and that conclusion. And then when that conclusion. What the hell? We will move on. Now, what I don't want you to do is thinking uh, something is better on the other side in regards to some of you. I would like to have the opportunity to meet with some of you so you don't go and jump in the portal and you die in the portal. I don't want that to happen because some of y'all thinking it's, it's simplistic like that and it's not. 
Um, that portal will be loaded on, is it Monday, fellas? Yeah. Monday, portal opens, be loaded, and they're gonna call and they're gonna ask, because that's what we've done for some of y'all when we were trying to acquire y'all. We called and we asked your coaches and when we knew what kind of character, what is it? And I don't want you thinking since you have the Jackson State um, awards on you that people are just gonna flock to you and they're gonna lace you like that. This is uh, one of the best universities, I believe, certainly in FCS. Um, that you could have an opportunity to play it because of all the bells and whistles and these particular things that we brought here. And I'm trying my best with this wonderful gentleman to help choose this next guy for you. Um, my recommendation goes to TC. Uh, they know how I feel about TC. I want TC and uh, several of the staff members are gonna be retained here, but that's my, I, I would love for someone in house because I, I don't really know how y'all would act with somebody outside the house coming in to really not understanding how we function, how we get down. So that's my recommendation. So let's clap it up for TC. Hope <laughs> how it goes down, but uh, uh, that's, that's not his sole decision. So don't put it on him. He has a hierarchy that he must go through for that to happen, right? AD, I would not be here if it weren't for this man. With all, you have no idea the trials and tribulations that we put back to back and uh, worked out for some of the things that you don't even know about, some of the things that y'all have no idea about. And uh, I'm not tired of fighting whatsoever, but if I heard God's voice on coming, don't second guess of my hearing ability. I know God and I know when he shifts and I know when he moves. And I then he gonna bring God into it. Was he smoking that Jamal Brian weed? Let me tell you something though. Um, yeah, he did bring God into it. This is my concern is because if you're listening to what he's saying, like, okay, I, I want to know because you're, 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 and you've kind of alluded and I haven't really given my overall opinion. Um, because it's interesting. Not only is he leaving, but he's taking some of their star players with him. So how, not only do you leave though, but you take you like you leave and you take the top players with you. Like that's like, that's dirty on the whole. It's some level. whole ass shit. That's, that's playing dirty. It's like y'all got shit in the chat. Like y'all like, no, yeah, he doing what he got to do. Da, 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 da. But like, you leave and you try to empty them out. Like, come on. Like, that's almost like that's kind of like personal. Like, like you, like you, like you leaving them destitute. Like, I'm gonna make sure y'all don't have a winning team when I leave. Like, come on, y'all. Y'all don't see, y'all don't see that as a problem. You know, when niggas think about it, so when a black kid, you know how yeah, so okay, and this is the problem. Like, okay, black men being chastised for leaving. When a black man jumps the ship, not only is he jumping the ship, but he wants to take the best and brightest with him. And this is why black men are chastised when they leave the community. And black black women, they don't talk about you know, oh, it's better over here. It's better over here with Zaddy. It's better over here. He pays all the bills. I get to eat bonbons. I get to go do Pilates and yoga. I get to go get my Lululemon and, you know, go shop at Aritzia and, you know, have my green juices. But a black man wants to take the best and brightest with him. And that's what Dion is doing. So that could be another reason for the chastisement. Just putting it out there. Um, It's like... uh. <laughs> It's people talking about we don't understand sports and the thing with black people especially when it comes down to black men leaving the communities in general 
um a lot of shit is messed up in mississippi and mm-hmm. i think that's why it's so near and dear to my heart because i've actually lived in mississippi and i've seen the conditions of uh parts of the state and yeah. when i say it's the poorest state in the nation it is the poorest state in the nation and you can go to certain areas and see nothing but abandoned houses and crackheads mm-hmm. and shit walking around and sh- trash and shit all over the street then when it comes down to the education aspect of um to me is like one of those things that i felt like would have probably paid off much more over time um but it's like you leaving um and then you're like I'm gonna take these motherfuckers with me. Then I'm thinking about all the kids that he left behind that probably weren't really all that great. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? It's but, like their daddies abandoning them all over again, and I feel that's like true too. But and I think Damn. they overplaying this whole his son's car was broken into thing. Like your son's car can be broken into any anywhere. Like I mean, every place has crime. Yes. Like Colorado, all them like kids up there acting a fool whenever there's a game that they win or whenever you know they go out and do shrooms. You think they don't break in cars? Like car, crime can happen anywhere. Like I feel like y'all trying to hinge it on that. Like that could happen to anybody anywhere. Like every single state has crime that's not I, like i feel like y'all hinging too much on that person black wizard uh daddy why won't you protect me these people are breaking into my car sorry son mississippi needs me um, <laughs> Listen, y'all know crazy thing wait a minute the crazy thing is i've heard reports of the son not wanting him to leave I've heard mm. reports of the son actually wanting him to stay in Mississippi. Are you tripping? Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Let, let, let's let's get out to the nitty gritty, though. Real talk. Do you feel, though, that Mississippi lowballed the hell out of that man, though? After three years, like no renegotiation of that man contract. He yeah. literally took an offer that paid him 19 times more. And I heard rumor that he didn't get any of the bonuses that he was supposed to receive. Um, I Despite winning the championship. I absolutely think that in that aspect, that was some hoe ass shit. That was a horrible negotiation process. I don't care which freaking teachers didn't have uh, or professors didn't have to get a bonus or something that year because it would have paid out in the end. If Colorado came with five million, Mississippi should have came with five million and one. And if- Colorado ain't even had a five. They don't even got the five million. They like we'll have it by January. We gonna get it somewhere. Yeah, but I felt like Mississippi should have played that type of game. And the fucked up part about Mississippi, there's a lot of old money in Mississippi. A lot of old money in Mississippi. Um, Trump. I bet if Brett needed that money, if Brett needed that money there. Brett took the money from the welfare to build his daughter a whole gym. Listen, let Brett the money from the welfare. Come up with that money, baby. And they gonna come up with listen. Hmm. crazy part is they were sending back government funds like we don't need it we don't need we don't need the additional welfare like rejecting funds but but can can find money to build let me ask you what this one other thing you said something earlier about um 
uh, you know, how he got, you know, their hopes up and, you know, your feelings towards Mississippi being that, you know, you're just, that's, that's your city. That's, that's your, that's your city. But like, uh, should Dion be, you know, held to a higher standard than the um, former alumni of Jackson State. Like from my understanding, less than 10% of the alumni even give back. And that's part of the reason why the school doesn't have the adequate funding that it should have. And he was donating a portion of his salary to fix up up facilities, to feed those um, um, uh, football players and everything. Um. And he did, you know, um, one of my uh, best friends is a professor at Jackson State and I had to go up there to, because the help ain't get me what I needed for my little um, clothes and stuff. Cause I wanted some um, Jackson State gear. Um, cause my stuff was outdated, you know, they changed colors. The alumni does not give back like that. They don't. Um, but when I went, it was like everything was all sparkly and new and fresh and it looked like a different area and then they've been trying to do work around jackson state for years and years and years and they have um but when you don't have alumni like that we don't have like huge huge famous uh i think jerry rice who else graduated from jackson state it's a couple of celebrities that graduated from Jackson State, a couple people that graduated from Jackson State. But I almost think it's like once you escape Jackson or escape Mississippi, a lot of people don't tend to look back. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with our community because somebody had to help you do A, B, C, D when you were a player. Um, somebody was uh, lenient on you in certain aspects. People helped you out. And a lot of our people, um, Mississippi can be, uh, 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 honey, Mississippi can be, be a lot. Mississippi can really be a lot. And, um, like I said, when people escape Mississippi, a lot of people don't look back unless it's just to come home to the game and to kick it and hang out and drink and shit. But a lot of people don't look back when they, um, leave Mississippi. So true. Yeah. I, but I think you know what, like YPP was saying public schools are not funded by alumni and boosters, they're funded by the state. However, all uh, colleges collect uh, alumni donations and endowments, and they do still yeah. do uh, outside funding, outside of state funding. They do no. still collect and do uh, outside funding outside. You of will never hear this state. shit about Ole Miss. You will never hear this shit about Ole Miss. Yeah. Oh, Ole Miss alumni child. Oh, Miss gonna you, find it. What damn school money. you think gonna turn down um gifts, endowment gifts and, and um and um funding from their alumni? What school you think gonna be like, oh no, we got government funding, so we can't accept that? They do still like a ton of school, like I- I'm telling you. That like and you know it because you'll see buildings, plaques, and all type of stuff from big donors who give to these public entities. They still receive gifts and donations from former alumni. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think you brought about a good point, concrete. I I just uh feel kind of I feel I feel real shitty. Um. Shout out to Eisen. He said niggas in Mississippi could have put money together to keep Dion. They gave away their EBT cars to Favre. Um, but the blah man supposed to just stay broke for the culture. You damn mm-hmm. right. You are damn Listen. right. And then, though, do you think, though, for black 
men for black people because even they were talking about the Travis Hunter is his name how yeah. he essentially convinced him to go to an HBCU versus a PWI for yeah. black men and they talk about the difference between PWI facilities and HBCUs and first off I like to clear this up because a lot of people seem to have it twisted when we talk about HBCUs HBCUs are historically black colleges but the overwhelming majority I think like 90% of HBCUs are not black colleges they were the only colleges that black people could attend mm. but i say all that to say that um do you think that you know black people what were you going to finish playing the rest of this yeah if, if you want to okay let, let me i'll let you go there before because that's kind of something i'll get to at the end sorry okay shout out to ypp he said oh miss money ain't the same as jsu money this is an argument of old money versus new money and that old money stretches a lot longer hell if they robbing a welfare child just to get brett paul paid you know they'll do anything anything um shout out to gabe a he says alum don't owe the, their universities anything we paid for a degree and they took our money fair exchange you don't owe your university anything but giving back aids universities and being able to um do a lot more with their their programs do a lot more as it relates to their uh especially in sports you already know a lot of that money goes back to their sports departments and their teams and you know do a lot more as it relates to their coaches so you don't owe the uh university a darn thing however if you're vested in your university and you want to see your university have a successful um sports program giving back will aid your university and being able to do that but you're right you don't owe them a thing um shout out to woke quill he says five million versus 300k and doing it for the culture how can a man possibly decide that's what i was thinking that's where i was at decision. with it. it's a tough one 300 but doing it for the culture and you got all these children looking up at you you know admiring you you've already set the stage they you've been working with them for three years you've been motivating them you've already built a rapport with them he already said the only reason i'm even hesitating and had to give it this much thought is because of y'all it ain't got nothing to do with me because if it was i'd be gone yeah yeah let me um play this I know how he gets down with me. I, would, I, would, I always question things when I was a player. How can you be so dominant and have to play for five football teams? That don't make sense to me. I asked God that often. But then I had to understand when he's taking you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and allowing you to provoke change in different places, that's why he would allow me to play for five darn football teams and four baseball teams, because it doesn't supposed to happen like that. But I understand the calling that he has on my life. Um, and I feel like I got to do something about it. It's been four or more African-American head coaches at the next level that has been terminated. I haven't heard not one other than a candidate like myself to replace them. So to me, that's a problem that many don't think about, but that's a problem if someone don't step up and step out and hold it down for us as a problem. And many of the detractors, I guess they don't understand college football consists of 70% African-American. I don't care where you're at. It just happens to be more at HBCU. But it's not like I'm not going to speak into the lives of young African-American men and women um, alike, because my challenge is still to provoke change, no matter where I am. And I'm going to be me. I'm 55 and I don't plan on changing no time soon. Um, God's made me like this and, and, and I think God is pleased with what he's created. This is probably the toughest moment for me ever because it involves y'all. If it didn't involve y'all. Baby. Live streaming can be tricky and sometimes trying to find the right
But when I talked about his story and understand some of you know stories that I've come to know and just seeing the progression and seeing what 11 did at the other day and just seeing what some of you guys uh, have climbed to is unbelievable. And that's the thing that that got me. That, that's the thing that's holding hostage is y'all faces. And not only y'all, but the uh, equipment team. I'm gonna let you make it today, baby girl. I'm gonna let you make it. The equipment team. I hate a nigga sitting over there talking about this holding him hostage, but he's still out though. Um, I what? do want what was he talking about? I'm gonna let you make it. Was somebody trying her to her phone was ringing and she know better? Oh, uh, her phone, she ain't got no oh. business with that phone on doing no damn okay. press conference. Yeah, that's why he letting her make it. Um, let me read this statement to you from one of my friends uh that I went to school with, who is a guy that uh also lives here in the state of Georgia. Um shout out to knock it off jack he says do you have an email so i can formally submit a request to do responses to some of your videos why yes we do um it is i'm gonna type it in the chat the breakdown i get the end 20 20 at gmail.com okay um and so my friend's statement says being a mississippi native and a georgia resident don't think i could have handled this news about coach prime and a potential loss for senator warnox in the same week glad we averted at least one crisis congrats senator for the heart far harder win um dion you came in during a critical and sensitive time in our nation's history the nation has uh, the nation was hurting and there were high levels of anxiety surrounding Black Lives Matter as the body count of dead black men and women increased. No relief was in sight and the pandemic continued to linger. He came in promising to be a change agent for HBCUs at a time when no one was looking for us. In two years, you bought the energy and motivation to the city like I've never personally seen before for the first time in a minute. I was seeing my hometown on the news in a positive light on a consistent basis. Even with the water crisis, I saw you as a beaming ray of hope. The city surrounded you. Hell, the state surrounded and supported you. And after two years, you're gone and you took both players and coaches with you that hurts yep it's your prerogative but it still hurts and as i said this is bigger than football think of how think of how many kids on the on that team um could have gone to stellar careers and developed leadership abilities that would have would only be present in an ecosystem of someone like coach prime at some point it can't simply be about money it has to be about preserving and protecting the culture at some point, you have to rise above being an athlete and be a human being, i.e. Muhammad Ali, LeBron, etc. For me, Dion will forever be an amazing athlete, but that's all. Wish him all the best. And I thought that was really, really interesting um, because that's what we think about when we think about somebody not just being a player, but somebody that's able to really be immortalized and really have um a bigger impact white people have doctors and lawyers they have the money they have um the 
materials and the people that they need. They have better neighborhoods. They have better school systems. We don't, uh, anything that Mississippi kids get is usually some hand-me-down shit that white people used a year or two ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. iPads and shit, uh, I Mac books and shit in their classrooms. If we of get course. a Dell, they got us signing off on all kinds of shit. You got to take insurance, wow. after insurance on things. Wow. And these are the things that we don't really take time to wow. consider when it comes down to actually having an impact on a community on a culture Mm. then when you talk about hbcus and so you have white universities that are definitely going to pay better of course we get that but they have more money they have more money they have their resources already they they have more money they have more resources and the thing is even if alumni did donate uh you know appropriately to hbcus they still wouldn't have the money that these white universities have that's just let's just be honest like let's keep it real but you know what to be completely honest i absolutely love you know morally sound people with very good principles i had the discussion about this situation with my husband and i always want to see him as just this morally just person and he's like no, nah, I, I, I would have uh, t- I would have went to Colorado too, and I'm like, no, wrong answer, and you know, uh, and he's like, you because know, because we only he... focus on, and, and this is the thing, well, Dion has my... enough money. I'm not gonna. He say does. That means pocket. Well, but I, I felt like he was like, first of all, he's also. You know, he's a conscious black man. So I and like I'm at a different stage of consciousness than he is at. He's at a stage of consciousness where he tired of black people. Like he like for and to he's seen too many black leaders like be martyrs for black people and black people piss on them, piss on their grave and not give a damn about them and not give back and leave their families destitute and all the things. So he like those type of sacrifices. He don't believe in people making those type of sacrifices for the community for what you get. There's no, it's thankless and you know, they don't give a damn about you. So let me ask you this. But, I, well, I just want to say this real quick. I personally think that, like, I agree with your friend that I feel like, I, I, and I said this to him, all money ain't good money. And I feel like, and not necessarily even, and I'm not talking necessarily about the situation with Dion, but I think that sometimes, like, when you're very, sometimes you have to be principled enough to where your principles overrule the need to, for the bigger paycheck. So go ahead, Danny. Um, I forgot my damn question just that quick, but I, I, I was going to ask, um, cause you had said something that kind of triggered a question in my mind and it, it's like, um, it, it's a thankless job. That's what it is. Do you really think he was doing a thankless job? No, 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 not what uh, Dion was doing. I absolutely think that there was a lot of appreciation, admiration. I think that he was hailed as this, you know, man who came in and did wonderful things for the state of Mississippi. He was kind of like a hero. Listen, I'm I'm not fronting to y'all. When you would go to Mississippi, when I would go to Mississippi um, for, when when I would go to Mississippi for work, and you drive into Jackson, like I said, Jackson was starting to get like this dim ass light over it. 
and you can almost feel like the sun was shining a different way or like the shit was brighter um, since he came because there was a certain energy over the city um, when he got there. And then the fact that Jackson State started winning and winning and winning. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. It's just a thing like, y'all, I'm just, I'm sad about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I don't really know how to express my thought process about it. What changed? Because just, uh, last when we talked about it initially, you said you understood his decision. I understand his decision as far as to make more money. I get that. I get that. If you say it's about the money, I can't sit here in front and tell you that we're going to do anything better for you because we, we probably couldn't. But when you talk about the real impact that it had on the children, that it really had on the community, then the things that it could have done for future, future kids that were coming up through there. We don't have black leaders like we once had before. We don't have a lot of black heroes. Like he was redeemed as a hero. And it's like you you threw it away for money. I'm not gonna say he threw it away because yeah. he could he could possibly be, but they have heroes, they have people that they look up to, they have people that they revere. But and is that part of the problem? Like black the black community always wants a hero and a savior. Like, is that part of the problem? Like you I know feel what? like like I talk to my husband about that too. Like we are, oh, we're always looking for a savior. Like we want somebody to be at the forefront and speaking and for us and representing us. And he always says we don't need one, but it is that part of the problem. And when we do that, we hold people to these unrealistic standards. And that's it when is. people get pissed off that people are being human. And he had, a, he was being human. He chose, he chose himself. Yeah. Um, black people are looking for a hero, but shit, nobody thinks Mississippi needs one. The poorest state in the nation, the least educated people don't think Mississippi don't need a fucking hero. That was exactly what Mississippi needed. I feel like personally, I understand. Let me say this real quick. Uh -oh. When you're going to Go a ahead. place that don't have heroes, that don't have a lot of people to look up to, that is the poorest state in the nation. It's destitute as fuck. It's so like, when you lived in those conditions and you see what light it brought, then I think people would kind of get it a, a bit more. But if, if people are basically on the outside looking in, they're comfortable in their own stuff. But, you know, it, it's like we don't really take time to look back or to reach back. And then we had the a glimmer of hope that somebody was actually reaching back and looking back and bringing more of us, bringing more people with him. That was a, a beautiful thing to see. That was motivation for a lot of people to see. And I think when you're out of that aspect of it, it's done. Um, Personally, as it relates to it, I feel like kids need heroes. I don't think that like adults and their expectation or expecting him, like another adult and what they expect of him, like screw that. Like you're an adult. You get to live your life the way that you want to live your life. He's an adult. He gets to do the same. Now, as it relates to those kids that was looking up to him, I felt like he sat down and had a heart to heart to, with them about his decision. And that's all that was old because at some point they're going to be adults and they'll live their lives the way that they want to live their lives too. So I understand where he was coming from. 
but I do uh, I do understand what he represented for the state of Mississippi and what and that he ignited something in Jackson that that had not been there and that I think that that's a beautiful thing and sometimes uh, hopefully he sparks something that will remain like I pray that his absence does not now cause that darkness to resume you know and <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen, um, to be honest with you. Shout out to Eugene Steele. He said the days when HBCUs first started because PWIs did not admit Black students, HBCUs were strong and stellar. A lot of great Black people attended those schools. Today, it is not the same. Um, thank you so much for that. And I, I agree with you, Eugene. Um, shout out to KN uh, slash Kareem. Um, she says, perhaps hold the other affluent alumni and city officials in Mississippi accountable. I don't think it's fair to make Deion Sanders an activist. He's a coach and player. Why does he have to be Moses? Um, Kareen, I, I think you actually, I think you have a great point. I think y'all have great points and I'm mm. not, I can't say a man the points that people are making, but at the same token, you, some Look things at what you have the to see activist said. Part of the problem is that what like Dion it. said out of his own mouth, the activist highlighted it, and other people have highlighted him talking about God led him there, talking about he wanted yeah. to change the HBCU sports culture, but now you're going to a PWI. So he kind of said, people, I think, and I don't have this problem, but I think some people's issue with him is that he, they believe he set a false expectation himself. Heck. He created this false expectation. So if he's trying to change the culture of HBCU sports and he brings all this attention and then it's like, well, I'm going to snatch the players and the coaches away. I would have even understood if he had decided to um, take himself and leave the coaches behind because that still would have left something behind for those people to succeed. And, you know, I know you guys are so used to winning and y'all have to do everything y'all got to do to win. But God damn, like shit, you had to take the fucking players and the coaches, too. It wasn't enough for you to just leave, but take everybody else with you. I don't know. Honey. I don't know. I'm going to finish playing a little bit more of this and then we can wrap it up if you want. Team, the training staff. Uh the media staff, the photography staff, um, the GAs, uh, the CU Jan, um, everybody included, um, the documentary team as well. This ain't easy. And it's not about a bag. I've been making money a long time. I ain't nowhere in the book. Y'all heard him just say it's Yeah, what do you think bag. about that? Yeah, what do you think about that? Because, like, if it's not about a bag, you will stay where you at. You already, now, already, I'm like, you, now you, you already now got a winning team. Yeah, you, you already got a winning team. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. You I, He's I, already I created a winning team. Now you're going somewhere where they were uh, one and 11. Like they won one team, one, one game out of 11. And you, you, you're going there to have to recreate what you've already created, but it's not about the bag. And somebody said it could be with his declining health. Like, how is Colorado better for his declining health? So, air quality. He, oh. the, the air um, quality? Right. 
Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, if he would have died trying, he would have been revered. Only in death can Black men get any level of gratitude. He put this state on his back and they can't even wish him well. Where is his support? Um, In Colorado. In Ooh, Colorado. I agree with that first line, though. My husband always say that. Only in death. That's the only time Black men get any level of gratitude. It's not even the fact that people don't want to give him gratitude. I think the residents of Jackson, the I think everybody was grateful for his presence. I, I, I think you're, everybody's kind of missing the point in that. I think he is absolutely revered. But um, you put certain things and then to come back and say, well, it's not about the money. What the fuck? Let me finish playing, child, because that... Oh, girl... Long time, man. You know what to go. So it's not about a bag, but it is about an opportunity. So I always felt like if you dominate your opportunity and you treat people right, the bag is gonna always come. I never chase the bag. A bag is always chasing me because I've always tried to make the right decisions and do the right thing regarding people, regarding decisions, regarding life. It hadn't been too many times where I was meant to stay right and I took a left. Maybe a couple of marriages, I think. Right. <laughs> but any questions you have? I know this is a bittersweet moment, and I heard some foolishness talking about this, and then they gonna jump in the floor. You ain't hear nobody with yourself. Don't don't hurt yourself. Because whether it's 11, 11 or 22, we don't go to Atlanta kick the butt. We don't win. And I would hate for you to see be at home looking at us looking at us on television doing that. So make sure you choose properly. And if anybody have a problem, I would want you to come and talk to me about it so I can set you straight. So I can give you some real direction on life and what I see for you and uh, what I think. You should do as a man. I'm not gonna tell you no wrong. I'm gonna tell you right. Just like anything, um, we've been trying to make sure you guys are straight for quite some time. And I love it that we can talk like that. that we hey, we got we got straight. This gotta be this. This gotta be that. This ain't, it can't be no let up. Nah, you have same passion, same intensity, same type of uniform, the same cleats, the same under armor. Everybody, everybody, everybody straight. Everybody straight. So that's what it is, fellas. You heard it from me. The world don't know. They assume y'all are the first ones to know and to hear it from me. My family members didn't even know. I don't tell them nothing. They can't hold Especially my mom. She can't hold water. If I want the mouth, if I want everybody know, I tell my mama, right, Trey? Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna tell it on the mouth. Or TJ, but TJ gonna tell it too. <laughs> but uh, any questions? Yes, sir. I only have a question I'd like to say. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a team. You know, so I'm not trying to put this on myself. But the, the day I, I said I was coming back, it wasn't for this one we just had right here for what we left on 4 to 11. And I think all y'all was here, and we all felt that y'all know what they mean because we gave them that game. My whole thing was I want to finish my play. So I know a lot of y'all would make y'all decisions, and I never fought y'all for that. So I want y'all to remember who came back and who tried to do this again, and who tried to run it back. I want y'all to have my back like I had y'all. That was the main thing. Coach knows. When I talked to him, it's for that game period, for this game in the level. I don't want to do this up. And I just want to finish when we started. You know what I'm saying? So I want y'all to think about me. If it ain't nothing, I want y'all to think about me. You know what I'm saying? Everything else going to be there. But I want to finish when we started, bro. And I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I cried after that game. Do y'all see the disappointment on them damn children's faces? Do y'all see that? Girl, you gonna make me cry. Don't do that. Uh -uh. We not not today. Y'all had me no, almost crying. I want y'all to feel this shit. Do y'all look look at them damn children? Look at all them damn sad faces, row after row. The white boys even looking sad in their child. Mm -mm -mm. Black Wizard said y'all got him down to the sip and did him dirty. He said he ain't have equipment. He ain't get paid. He was cutting the grass himself, bought uniforms. Where was his backup? The sip did him dirty. Child, Rome was not built in a day, and it was not like he didn't know where he it was. It wasn't coming built to in before. three years either. Child, apparently not. <laughs>
<laughs> he knew what it needed. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just because we gave him this. All y'all in the eyes, I want y'all to know this. Hey, man, for y'all, I want y'all to think about me, though, bro. Think about me. That's all I'm saying. Think about the team. Think about the guys we just won this week, this season. We ain't had this last year. We lost two games preseason. So just think about these stories. We're still making his stories. You know what I'm saying? So don't think about yourselves at this moment. Think about the brother next season. Think about what we got here. That's all I want to say. There ain't no question. I'm just telling y'all. I want to finish what we started. We go without though. We talk about it like we do every day. Switch and save six hundred and fifty-two dollars. It's okay. There's enough for everyone. I think that was the that was the basis of what he was saying, right? I think so. I had a couple hey. questions for you. I have a couple questions for you. Oh child. See, that's hurt my heart, honey. I have a couple questions for you, and then I wanted to know. Uh, Mick, okay, Gabe. Gabe, it's just raggedy. The main children, they 18 plus. A lot of them were saying that by society standards, they children. By society standards, Tamir Rice was a ch- uh, was an adult. So we don't, I don't go by white society. Um, they, my, 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 my 20 plus year olds are still children to me. But anyways, um, I have a couple questions for you. And MGTOW Universe wanted to know if we was dropping the link. Um, it's up to you if you wanted to let him up. Cause I know he wanted to actually say something in particular in relation to the topic, but I had a couple questions that I wanted to ask you. Number one, do you feel like he used JSU? I've heard the commentary that he used JSU because other teams, I mean, other schools would not hire him as a head coach, only an assistant coach because he didn't have the direct experience. So he wanted to be brought on as a head coach in order to position himself for a move like Colorado. So do you feel that he used JSU in order to make this type of move? I'm not going to say that he used JSU, JSU more than he helped JSU. Um, JSU probably wouldn't have been in this position without him. And I think JSU benefited from his presence more than he benefited from JSU's presence. Don't get me wrong. You know, a 5 million payoff is, or, you know, a payday is always great, but, um, he really did put JSU on the map, uh, to where if I walk around, um, Atlanta in my JSU hoodie or my hat or whatever, um, you know, I got people approaching me from everywhere, like, oh, you went to JSU? Oh, I know somebody. Went to J-. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it was just such a light that he actually brought to the city. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he used um Jackson State. I, I've heard that too, though. But I, to me, I don't feel like he used them. Okay. One other thing. So are black men expected to sacrifice for the community in ways that black women are not? Because you earlier said that, like when I gave the example of Serena, you said that it's different because that's an interpersonal relationship. But when I talk about like, I think when I when I talk about like, you know, I, I use the word treason when I talk about black people dating and marrying out because you're taking your resources which are needed in our community and you're you know taking them elsewhere and i think that that goes beyond interpersonal relationships but aside from that we could use an example of like oprah and her you know taking resources outside of the immediate black community african-american community she's built schools over in africa and you know she lived and had a studio in chicago for 30 plus years and didn't do 
any of the same types of things within the very neighborhood or city in which she had a thriving studio for many, many years. But are Black men expected to sacrifice for the community in ways that Black women are not? Yes. Um, Why? When you see Black boys without a father, when you see Black boys that have not had any proper leadership, we talk about how destructive Black women are when they don't have these things. I... I think when you when you have kids that don't have leadership and guidance, nobody to look up to in a destitute place, and then they are offered a glimmer of hope, to me, it's, it's, it's a difference. Um, we kind of will pass boys off like they're not um, important or like they can survive without these things or like they have to get it on their own like everybody else has had to. And we don't focus enough on what boys need as children. We don't focus on, on you know, single motherhood adds to this. And, I, I'm, I, and what I'm saying is when you think about boys without a father and you think about the way boys will grow up without men and being surrounded by good men and think about the fucking destruction that that causes to a community. We'll sit here and talk about women all fucking day and how single motherhood has impacted the black community. But think about what that produces from, from that. So if you got boys without a father and then they go into crime and then you actually, you will literally have generational crime within families. And we don't take that type of shit into consideration. And that does impact us. When you talk about um, like the crack era or some shit like that and talk about like how much destruction that has done to the black community. And then you think about like what the black community lacks in um, thinking about places like Mississippi that is hella impoverished. Yeah, it, it does. It's different to me. I don't think black women can make the same type of impact that a strong black man can make on a community. Black men are supposed to be the leaders of the fucking community. So, yeah, I, I that's think what I was waiting on you to say, because I think, I think it's a stronger calling on black men because they're supposed to like you can't be the leaders of the community or supposedly, you know, supposed to be the men that lead the community, the persons that should be in the leadership positions of the community and not have the greatest responsibility. So because of that, I do think that there are higher expectations on those that should be in positions of leadership. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, y'all can sit here and talk shit in the chat, but um, when little Pookie Ray Ray Dontavious and shit is out here robbing you, think about who the fuck they didn't have in their lives. And you can sit here and blame the moms. You could. We get you. I got you. <laughs> you see what they saying? Where they daddies at? That ain't prime job. They better ask they daddies. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel so sorry for us. 
Like I'm damn near on the verge of. I tears, know, like, like because that's how I was feeling earlier today. Literally, I couldn't figure out for a little second. It took me just a second to figure out like why is my mood somber, and I started like because I have this now bleak outlook on the future of the black community. The more I yeah. communicate with black people, not the extremists, like there are always going to be extremists. So not even the passport bros, the, you know, not even the divestors. I expect certain convert. I expect them to feel a certain type of way. I expect certain talking points from them. I'm talking about the people who would generally have been neutral when I start hearing them say that they are divesting from their interests in black men, black women, the community and things of that nature, I'm like, oh, sh shoot, we're in trouble. And yeah. it's very, it's, it's somber. It's sad. It's, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It really is. Um, shout out to MGTOW University says the that's real easy for Aubrey Miller Jr. to say he's going to the NFL. Um, thank you so much for that. And we got the general and we also have MGTOW up here. Hey, general, how you doing? What's up, ladies? Yeah. What's happening? What's good? What's, <laughs> good? What's happening? What's good? Boy, y'all, y'all really playing the devil's advocate close today, huh? <laughs> I mean, I think we're on kind of different ends of the argument, but yeah, I think it's good to hear different perspectives. So what you got on it? What, what are your thoughts? Wait a minute. But right before you say that, General, I want to send a huge shout out to uh, PT. I'm going to just say your initials um, for the cash app. We greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, sorry, General. Go ahead. A lot of this goes, you, you, you're referring to the whole Dion um, escapade, correct? Right. A lot, of, a lot of this goes a lot deeper than what people know. As a proud graduate of an, H, SB, uh, of an HBCU who attended a school that's actually in the SWAC, I can tell you that it is a lot of misappropriation going on at the top. So you have to go back and look at the, the years that he's been there prior to when he was saying, hey, we need facilities in order for us to get better and be able to compete with these top five power schools. We need facilities. We need a practice field. We need to upgrade our stadium. The kids can't even eat properly. He reached out to all type of high profile athletes to get them involved. Some did, some didn't for whatever the reason is. So we can't now sit here and say, okay, this guy put his whole life into building up this school, having game, having an ESPN to bring game day. First time ever in the history of HBCUs that 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 happened. You understand? The guy was taking baths in the damn dirty ass water down there in Jackson because they didn't want to invest in the infrastructure, right? The guy was talking about, hey, I'm took a I, I took a pay cut to help pay the coaches, bring in top tier coaches and stuff. I gotta pay these guys. So we can't now sit here and complain because as often we have greatness in our grasp or at our at our fingertips. And what do we do? We follow the bad. And now everybody's mad and upset. You had college kids, college students coming up uh, murdered on campus in a trunk of cars. They done stole his crap. They done broken the man's office multiple, multiple times and stole his crap. So it's not primarily, it's not on him. It's on the community because we got to do better. And that just shows it and it proves it. We have to do better. They done stole the man's watches and stole the man's stuff out of no, the No, he found his watches. Okay, he but, found but, it. 
Well, he found his watches, but what about the other stuff with phones and crap that they stole? See, no. we give excuses. No, he no, found no. his stuff. Um, cause, and, and then I think there's been a lot of confusion about what, like, cause people were like, oh, he was robbed. He was robbed. And I don't think that is actual fact. I think people put that out there. Um, well, this came out of Dion's mouth. What I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it came out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, what he said. Right? He said that he was robbed three he times. He said he was robbed three different times. Dion no, he said, said he was robbed out of his office. His son was robbed. And he was not. Truck. That was not true. He actually well, found his that? stuff. No, okay. he actually thought he was robbed. He did. But he found okay. his stuff. Explain the student that came up dead in the trunk of the damn car. Listen, that just happened. And I, me and um, Concrete literally talked about this the other day. Didn't we, Concrete? Um... Yeah, there was a student that was actually killed before the SWAT game. Um, from my understanding, it was uh somebody visiting. Um, but yeah, that happened. Yeah, that what does that have to do? I get it, but shit. Okay, and then and not only that, the man said, Hey, you a student athlete here? You're gonna look like a student athlete, you're gonna comport yourself. In the way of a student athlete, you're not gonna have no damn t cut off t shirts going to class. You're gonna sit in the front rows because your academics are important. People complained about that. His standards are too rigorous. I can't believe that he's requiring these college athletes. These are student athletes. I bet the kids at Alabama don't have to do that. I bet the kids at Oklahoma don't have to do that. So what makes him so special? Because the man said it's not a, just about football. It's about building men. It's about building successful young men to go out enter into the community. But everything that man tried to do, it was a fight against him. Everything he tried to do from day one. Coaches. Other students were disrespectful to the man at games. Other football players other, from other teams were disrespectful to the man. You Explain don't think that, that would happen at a, a at a white university, though, General? We haven't heard it. We haven't seen it, have we? What? See, oh, what, yes, we like, what, what we like to do is we like to bring in every time something happens within our community that we can point to, and this especially hits home for us because this is a HBCU, a historically black university and college. Now we got to include Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama. We got to include everybody else. We're not talking about everybody else. We're talking about how one of our own prized possessions, a man of his caliber, went to a program that was the worst in the sweat and took that school from from a, from losing season after losing season after losing season took them from a one and what 12 one and 11 record to two back-to-back champ swag championships yeah. and we want to talk about well you don't think that that happens that other come on man stop it the fact of the matter is the man went they didn't even offer from my understanding they did not even offer a counter offer when he was talking about leaving the university that's just how much Jackson State respected the man. They didn't even say, hey, no, Dion, no, we no, can't, no, no. We but can't you have give to you... think about it like this. Imagine if Jackson State doesn't have the money for that. Well, why did they have, wait, 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 stop. Why, how could they not have the money over the last couple, three seasons that he was there at the amount of. Do you that... know what is going on at Jackson State's university? 
I know. Do you know, know what's great, going on? No, no. Do you, you really know what's going, what's going on at Jackson State University? Of course you do. I followed. What's going on at Jackson State University? So Jackson State University has been trying to revise dorm rooms that have literally been up there since I was a little girl. Jackson State has done so much work on the freaking campus. It. It, it, it almost looks like a new place, but they have been in the process of tearing down stuff. There are a lot of abandoned buildings. Jackson State is surrounded by the hood. Lynch I know Street, where Jack. I, I, I told is you the hood. that I'm a swag. I told you that I am a graduate you, of you a historically did. black university and college. I am very familiar with Jackson State University. I've been there on a numerous, too many occasions to count. So UAPD, you already Jackson know. State, Grambling, I've made the circuit. Yes, I know a great deal about what's going on. I'm going to tell you something, a little known secret that's been going on for I know the past 25 to 30 years. Misappropriations of funds. You ain't never at lied. Most, at, at most you of the Okay, so we, don't need, so we don't need to talk about what's going on at Jackson State. No, every but other, to me... It, wait, it, hold, it, on, it, hold on, hold on, sister. I'm sorry. Because every other... No, historical black, like five minutes. Because, man. well, I thought I was being given an opportunity to express myself because I was asked a question. I know that you may not like what I'm saying. What did you go to a, to a PWI? Where did you go? You asking I'm asking questions. you, where did, where did you go to a PWI? Wait a minute, General. We don't want to get off topic. All right, we well, I'm not trying people. to get go off ahead, topic. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish your point. But go you ahead, asked me a question if I knew go what ahead, was going go on. Ahead. Okay, go so, ahead. yes, I do know because I played basketball at HBCU on a, on a scholarship. I saw and know how the money was spent and where it was going. UAPB, Grambling State, where they had all these classics and all this shit, Red River Classic and all this shit going on. I know where you had 50,000, 60,000 people turning out paying to see these games, paying to see the band and all of this shit. Where the money was coming in, it was not being put in the right place. Come on, man, stop it. We just got to be real because even though they did not, they, even though they probably didn't have the money to match the offer, the point that I'm trying to make is reports have surfaced and said, well, you know, Jackson State didn't even make Dion an offer to retain him. Even after he went into negotiations and talks with the University of, of Colorado, Jackson State didn't even put an offer on the table. Maybe they felt it so they couldn't match it. But goddamn, at least say, hey, hold on, Dion. Come on, bro. We trying. Stay in here with us. Give us another year, two years at least. We, we're, okay, we can't give you $5 million, but we can give you another how much. And he took the, the man was giving half of his fucking salary back to the school. Did anybody talk about that? Has anybody talked about that? Yeah, uh, General, we highlighted some of the wonderful things that he has done. Nobody is taking that away from him. Nobody is taking that away from him. But so what person you know does that? What what college coach you know does General, that? I I I I get exactly what you mean. I'm not I don't I really don't have any arguments for it. I'm looking at the greater impact that it had on those children. I'm looking on the greater impact that it had for overall for HBCU football. I'm looking at the greater impact that it had on those players and for the state of Mississippi. That's okay. where I'm at with it. Let me say this. I'm going to go on mute, I promise you. I, I, I agree. I have my reservations too. Would I have loved to see Dion invest another three to five years? Would I have loved to see 
the HBCU such as Jackson State, who went 13 and 0 this year, 12 and 0, 13 and 0. Would I have liked for him to stay there and get the top tier players and be able to compete with Power Five schools? You damn right. We talk. We I've been talking about this shit for years on different platforms. I've been talking about this stuff in different different sports talks for years. If we can just get our top tier athletes to stay at HBCUs, let's think about it. All the boys that went to Duke to play basketball, North Carolina to play. What if we had had a black coach to come in and those kids said, you know what, I'm going over here to this HBCU. They would they would have gotten the money. They could have gotten the game. They could have gotten a TV contract. They could have gotten the money to build a facility. They could have competed with the bigger schools. Dang, let's think about that. Gabe, uh, I don't know what's bro, going bro, on with your sound today, but this is hilarious. Oh, hold on one second. Can you hear me? We can hear you, crazy. but you sound extra robotic like that baby keeping you up at night, child. What, oh, what I'll on? be back. I'll be back. I'll be Okay. I'm not here to argue with anyone. I'm here to give you my opinion, and that's just my opinion. Like I said, would I have liked for Dion to stay at uh, Jackson State University and turn it into a Power 5 school? and have those national TV audience and games where he could play Alabama and Oklahoma and USC and Tennessee. Yes, you're damn right. One, it would have been fun. Two, it would have done so much for the conference as a whole, not just that school, but other schools that's in the SWAT. It would have done so much for Jackson State in terms of revenue, in terms of building up the university and colleges that we so desperately need for african-american young men and young women so yes i agree with that part but to say he didn't try he didn't give an effort i can't go with that mm -hmm. I, I just I, I can't go with that i can't after the man invested his own money gave back half of his salary paid other coaches out of his pocket brought in so many other so brought in game day college game day from espn do you know how much money that that brought in i know i know I, trust me i know so again, it goes back to the misappropriation of funds is what I'm talking about. Cause he was asking like, Hey, what are we going to do? Where's the money? Yeah. I got to deal with Walmart to get the practice, practice field up. I've got to deal with, with other NFL, prominent NFL players to come in here and put artificial turf down in our stadium. I broke it to deal me. I'm a yeah. coach. Where, yeah. where, where, where is, where is the, where, where, where are the people who are set in play? The administration that's set in play at Jackson State, where's the, the, the you know those people that are set up to get these things these things done? I got the practice facility, the practice gym, the weight room. We I I went out here and petitioned uh, NFL, NBA players to donate money so I could feed these kids. Come on, I man! I got you. I got that's you, all I'm saying. Y'all got it. I got you, um, Black Wizard. I think. Um, it's not i think he's still honored um i just think that it's a position of where people are super duper sad because he did represent some hope in a place that doesn't seem like it has a lot of hope and i think that's why people that's are so okay. upset and i yeah. think that's okay danny like if that's okay like the thing is it's okay i think that that is it's okay to acknowledge the fact that 
he was one of the greatest things to happen to the school. Like it that was. is a wonderful thing. Like it's okay to acknowledge that. But I think in acknowledging that and acknowledging his greatness, understand that he's that great and he's deserving of anything great that comes his way because he's so great and be happy for this new opportunity that's come his way. I feel and it's like, hard to um, it's hard to 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 do both. I, I just feel like that he is great. And I feel no, like Kid clouds. That's when we were being like, I was being up to like, I was being, um, I was, I was being, um, oh my condescending on, on purpose. Like I was intentionally just coming in, introducing the topic, talking about the common talking points that I've seen on social media about him that I wasn't calling him a sellout. I was highlighting what I've seen on social media. I wasn't saying he's a sellout. I was doing that intentionally to set up the um top the title okay real quick um wait on general uh -uh, because no 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 you talk for like five minutes and we got like four other people all right thank you sorry i appreciate it i just wanted to to get one last thing out i'll go on mute go away i promise i promise i promise that's my word have you ever been to grammar state university wait he said okay i was just i just wanted to get it out real quick I mean, no, general. No, but, but no, no, no. Okay, this go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all, 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 you know, this is a perspective we want to look at. First, before he got into Jackson State, I'm sure you know he has the desire to become a coach, uh, to to become a head coach anywhere. You know, I'm sure he's been looking and looking and, well, Jackson State was probably one of the first schools to give him a chance, to give him an opportunity. I mean, that's how I looked at it. Uh, I don't know if he actually came there first or, well, I know he applied there, but, you know, he came to, I think he came to them them first and decided to give him a chance, just like me as a teacher. Yeah, I looked for school to get, for to give me a chance and I took the chance. And, you know, Dion, you know, you know, for sure, has proved this worth at Jackson State. There's no question about it. I think people are so emotional about it because of how much he has done for Jackson State, how much he has done for Jackson, Mississippi, or Mississippi in general. And, you know, when they find out the news that he's going, you know, to leave, you know, I think. I think it sounds like a sudden. It, it's it's like it it just came out of left field. It's it's an emotional thing. Now, because you know he found a school that that seemed to have the better facilities, the better opportunity, the higher pay, or what have you. And I'll be honest with you, who wouldn't, you know, get acceptance from a place where they offer you more money and offer you more benefits who would not do that i would take that opportunity 
Now, the question is, now that he's gone to Colorado, will Jackson State still be on his mind? Will he find somewhere to still support Jackson State or HBCUs now that he's making more money? Because just because you don't work in a certain place or live in a certain place doesn't mean you cannot support it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. So now, <laughs> so now, so now, you know, people are calling him a seller just because he's, you know, leaving. But now, you know, it comes down to will he forget about it? Will he just stop supporting it? Because you know what? I don't think he's going to stop supporting it, but I think you bring about a good point in even asking that. Um, yeah, I, I think you I think you have a, a good point there. I, I hope he continues to support them because they really need it. They really do. Um, and if you ever go to a place like Mississippi, especially like around Jackson State, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about and why it, it means so much. Um, I get what y'all, I, I get what y'all are saying though. I, I, I do. I understand that, but it, it was, it's just, um, it was sad. It is. It's really sad. It was super sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me, let me, let me I kind of want to bring a little bit of a different perspective if that's okay. I don't Go know, ahead. Dr. Stair, were you finished? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm finished. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm kind of right there with, so I, so, so, so one of those pieces that Dr. Still had mentioned was that he's a coach. And, you know, when we look at occupations, his occupation is coach. His occupation isn't coach of Jackson State University. He's a football coach, right? So the fact that he's a coach means that he wants to maximize his potential anywhere that he goes. And the fact that coach is his occupation, that occupation exists within the business structure. Universities are businesses. I don't, I don't know why people get so emotional about universities. They are a profit center. They take your dollars, they take your alumni dollars, they take your tuition, they take your room and board, they, they do all types of programs. This is a business. And the fact that he's able to take his occupation of coach and move to a market where he's able to re- repeat and enlarge with more resources, with more money, with better facilities, with a safer environment, it only makes sense for him to go from one area to another area as a coach and maximize his potential. His potential will be limited. And I think it has some comparisons to the, to the Black Metal Sphere versus greater YouTube, right? A lot of times we notice that people get better or have better reaches on YouTube when they leave the Black Metal Sphere, right? A lot of times you could talk about as it concerns subscriber numbers or live streaming numbers or just overall support. It's, yeah. a, it's a window or it's a, it's a ceiling that I think that he had there at Jackson State. But the fact that he goes to Colorado, he has opportunities where he can go to another university and repeat it um, that's more well-known, that's advertised better, and even potential to go to the NFL. Um, so, you know, I think that he's just maximizing this as a business. And this, and, I, and I think emotion should be taken out of it. And kind of one more point, too, as it concerns him saying he's going to make the best out of HBCUs and bring HBCU sports. Yeah, he did his job. He did his job. And, you know, I think we all can say when we're working for a company, we're going to be the best possible employee that we can be. We're going to say all the things. We're going to do all the things. We're going to maximize our potential. But listen, 
if a better opportunity come about, listen, listen, if I got a, a deal with Sprite, I'm about to go over to Pepsi if they got a better deal on the table. I'm come on, man. Like I'm I think that there's so much more emotion wrapped up in this when really at the foundation of it, universities are a business and his occupation is a coach. He's trying to maximize his potential for as long as he's 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 here. And I don't blame him. Yeah, I think you got a point. I think y'all have good points. That's a good perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I can't even sit here and argue with most of the perspectives I heard because that's solid. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, I, I guess I would just want people to look at it from the perspective of act, what's actually going on in our neighborhoods and what's going on with our children, and. You know, you have so many people, yeah. especially if they don't have children. Well, they ain't my kids. They ain't my neighborhood. They ain't my da 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 da. They ain't got nothing to do with me. And that's true. I, I think. But a is lot it of because people... you're close to it that you cut? Do you yeah. feel like you? F- yeah. Because yeah. to be completely honest, if I put myself like, and I think about my career path, in my career path, I enjoy what I do. And let's say in my career path, if I worked at a because uh, I can do what I do in, uh, you know, in a for in corporate America, or I could do it for, you know, a um, in a um, for people in need, you know, in a, in a community where there are people in need, you know, low income families or something to that effect. Let's say I was doing it for low income families. And although I enjoyed those children and I was, you know, motivating those children and I really enjoyed what I did, but the pay wasn't fair. You know, the pay was meager and, you know, I was pouring my all into it and doing extra things for the kids and all these things. If a better opportunity that could really propel me and would be better for my family came along, I'm certainly going to take the better opportunity. And that is coming from somebody who's you know, I consider myself to be pretty morally sound, but I, because I, I know how I am, I know if I grew an attachment, I would find some way to still reach back in some way, even if that meant occasionally going back. Like even if, like I've worked in capacities and just about in many of the positions that I've been in, I've been in a position in a position to um, streamline their, their community programs or their, their, um, you know, their corporate donation programs or, you know, some sort of corporate giving, like, even if I was able to somehow tie those two things together. So I was still, I know I was still trying to find a way to aid and assist my prior, um, you know, that, that um, old, because that's how my heart is. Like, I, I really, I don't like, if I see people in need, I'm going to want to help. And if I'm in a position where I can directly um, source resources towards them, why would I not? Why Why, why would you big, not? So, the question, so, the better question is, so why wouldn't you? Give, so let me answer it. So the context that we're talking about is within the business structure. You said if you have a better opportunity, that you'll go to the better opportunity for you and your family. But you would try to, you know, reach, reach back because you want to help these people and help them. If something happened to you, do don't don't you know that they'll have your job posting up on the LinkedIn website? Tomorrow? I wouldn't do it in, to jeopardize my job. I'm talking no, 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 about no, no, like no. everything no, no. will be above I'm board. Saying, no, no, I'm not saying to do it to jeopardize your job. It's just that you have a heart and emotion towards your job 
when they don't have a heart and emotion towards you, it's not a reciprocal. Oh, you're saying the, 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 you the company the would uh, replace me in a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolute it, second. Yeah, can, absolute I, I understand that, but that doesn't sway how how I operate. Like I, I don't allow the the actions of others or how you know you know uh, how how swiftly you know others would move to to replace me and things of that nature to sway how i would move because no, i wouldn't be being true to who i am but the depth of a true relationship is reciprocity like you cannot ha not have reciprocity and then and then re require an equal type of exchange between two parties the reason why so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But the thing is, what I'm, uh, what I'm, what I'm envisioning, and when you talk about reciprocity, I, I don't think that it's necessarily something that's tangible. I'm talking about t kids, or you know, giving back to some. Like I'm comparing, you know, me giving back to children, like Dion giving and help aiding and assisting these what I would consider children, young adults. Like what is, what is, how, how do they? Um, how do what what's the reciprocity or what's the reciprocal relationship between Dion and these um, young adults that he's coaching? Can I can I speak to this? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Uncle Stu. OK, um, I don't know if I'm going to repeat any any statements or talking points because I like just got back in. So if I repeat myself or say something that someone says, please forgive me. Um, number one. I worked in the school system. So my 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 argument is going to be this. When you work, especially in a uh, school system and where the funding is low. Now, let me define funding being low. We're not talking about regular, regular dollars. When you have to sit here, you get a paycheck of, say, $50,000. And now you got to give up $25,000 of that $50,000 in order just to educate the kids you you have then you have to turn around and try to get all of your connections to give wealth back into the very classroom you're trying to educate then you go to the administration and none of the boosters none of the people that graduated there is absolutely no other financial support for the very program you're trying to educate in, that's an extremely frustrating situation. Second, why isn't other HBCUs that have athletic programs not reaching out to other quote unquote uh, retired athletes and retired professionals in order to boost their program up? Another thing is, you know, I, I get the the emotional connection, but we're the only people that want to establish a business as a social network and not as it needs to be a business. We can't argue on one hand that we want white colleges or PWIs to hire more black coaches and then turn around and get mad when they do hire a black coach. You know, so we can't, we, we, we're, we're arguing two different ways. Now I have been researching and looking at a whole lot of videos on this. It's funny that the videos that I see of students who go to Jackson State 
is not complaining. The students are sitting up there talking about how much this man has did for that school within three years. The students are up there bragging and boasting and thanking him for what he has done and celebrating his, his leave to Colorado. The only people that's complaining is either A, people that ain't never went to a HBCU or people that ain't never funded or supported a HBCU. That's the irony of this whole situation. We cannot ask one man to be the Jesus Christ of every one of our social and economic ills. This should shed a light that either A, we're going to get off our butt and support our local HBCUs, or we're going to find all these students that graduated and succeeded and say, why you're not giving back to the very college you brag and boast about. Because at the end of the day, if we all look at it, would you put your life and your kids in danger for the sake of the community? No, you would not. This man was robbed several times of things he can never get back. This <clears> man <throat> was targeted and robbed. See, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about what did he sacrifice for three years. We don't want to talk about that. You know, there comes a time where we got to begin to say to people, I can help you, but there's a certain level of morality that you cannot continue to blame on white people. A white person don't make me get up every day and call you a B-I-T-C-H. There is no white man that makes me get up and want to fight you or hurt you or harm you. I can establish a business. I can establish everything that you could want. But if you don't want it for yourself, there's nothing I can do for you. So the bottom line is if Jackson State didn't want it, we're talking administration, didn't want it for them. How much more work and effort can one man do? If you want it, you go get it. And now we're in 2022. But let and me that, ask you a question, Uncle Stu. Sure. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Because we talk a lot about the alumni and the faculty, but and, and then you're talking about some of the students. When we played that video from earlier, um, Every I didn't see anybody smiling in that video outside of Dion. You gotta you gotta forgive me. I don't know the video. Oh. You Remember, I said I didn't see yeah, the I'm whole sorry. screen, so there may have been some stuff that I missed along yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably have to, I probably but have to go back and look at it. I'm looking at some videos that was um that was on like TikTok and Instagram videos of, of those students. That was down there. And I also reached into uh -huh. um, HBCU that's right here in my home state um, and 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 okay. inquired of them. Now, I got to admit, this HBCU is private, so they don't really reach the level of state. But, you know, I'm waiting on a response back from Norfolk uh -huh. State. But again, I think we 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 have to begin to say to ourselves, what did he do in three years? and can we take the blueprint of what he did and replicate it? So my question oh. to anybody in any HBCU athletic program with all of these athletes, he is not the only athlete out here that's no longer playing. You mean to tell me we can't recruit 
any one of these professional pro, pro basketball players or pro football players to coach our kids. Second, they, you know, it's, it's a famous book that I that I always read, and it, and it really reminds me. It's called Spook That Sat by the Door, and and basically the premise of that book was somebody that sat b- beside the door of the CIA, learning everything that they that they did and do, you know, and my argument would be for some of us that always talking about the system, the system, which is many different systems. If I don't know how to, how something should look, then I don't know how to replicate it. But if I know how something should look and how something should operate, I know how to bring it back to my community, but how is that going to happen? I have to be in those areas in, in order for it to happen. So if he goes up to this this one college, and remind you, this isn't a college that everybody's trying to get to, at oh. least at the very beginning. But if he goes to this college and learns some more things that maybe a HBCU don't know, can't he even be two times better at being able to say, hey, this is how they operate on the level they operate. We got to get to the point where we're going we're gonna to stop complaining and we're going to compete. You know, I like the. Uh, I think, but I, I think, um, Uncle Stu, to be honest with you, yeah. I think with the type of life that he breathe, he um breathed into H- to Jackson State, right? Um, there it was like reviving the dead in a sense, um, and it was just such a huge impact that he had on the school, and so you're talking about a place where there was no life, where there were. I disagree. I disagree, Sister Joy. I'm gonna keep it a bug. I feel because, like nah. when you talk about when you talk about white institutions, and I feel like white people have their people, they have their community leaders, they have people mm-hmm. to look up to. And and um, that's what I'm saying. Don't JSU you think it is time for it is JSU was never dead. JSU was never dead. Gabe, have you been to have you been to Jackson State? Plenty of times, and let me tell okay, you. Okay, when's the last does, time you went to Jackson State? Maybe about four or five years ago. But let four or five tell years you, ago. Can I so speak on, I'm sorry. Can I I'm, let me just say this. Say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying like it's not dead. HBCUs are not known for their sports programs. They're primarily known for their bands. Have you ever been no, to like no, a school? No, no, no. I have to. Let I have to put my back Let me finish my statement. Let me finish okay. my statement. They're primarily a lot of times known for their bands. Have you heard of the quarter zero? Have you heard of quarter five, like the fifth quarter? Those are the times in which the bands battle, right? So Jackson State University band is probably one of the top three, four bands in the whole entire HBCU network. Jackson State University is extremely well known. Well, and that's why the they was, it wasn't the nationally known though. A lot of people don't know who Jackson is. And if you want to talk white about colleges, like, and if you want to talk about HBCUs, so are we validated known. by what white folks know about H- HBCUs? No, charges? I'm just saying no, no. nationally. No, 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 nationally. no, no. That's not what I'm saying. You got to remember, you got places. No, because see, no, the the reason I'm going to push back on that is because, number one, in a lot of engineering programs, where do they go? A&T. When it comes to a lot of business management, Morehouse. When it comes to even politics and law, Howard University. So 
There's a whole lot of HBCUs that these PWIs recruit from as well as their business, and they got connections. The thing that I am arguing is this. Um, yes, he, he, he may have brought light to Jackson State, he, and he may have brought light to the fact of athletics. I argue that now that he's brought light, now that HBCUs all over the place, not just Jackson State, all over the place, now it is time for us as a people to pick up the mantle and push it forward. It is time for us to look in the mirror and ask, what are we going to do to support our local HBCUs instead of trying to put that weight on one person one thing you learn in the military there's no i in team we all right. have to do this together so instead of complaining about one man one man we want one man to save uh was 107 hbcus one man where is the no where is where we got we got seven we got man come on man yeah but we got no. seven billionaires in the United States, black billionaires. We got super amount of millionaires, black millionaires in the United States. But that just goes to show you, that just goes to show you, Uncle Stu, with all due respect, not to cut you off. That yeah. just goes to show you where our vested interest is, right? And, right. and, and I, I can agree with, with the brother who spoke a minute ago about the bands and all of that stuff in the fifth quarter and all of that stuff. Because I, like I said, I'm a product of an HBCU who was in the swag. So I know full and well what you're talking about. However, come pause, the culture was dying off with, without the spark that was put back in it that Deion Sanders himself brought back to HBCUs. The, the, most of them were kind of fluttering outside of having the band, so to speak. And that's where I interest in music, popping your ass and doing all that bullshit. You do have other HBCUs out there that um, that actually have programs like the Howard you mentioned, like the Morehouse you mentioned. Those schools are, no, they're not primarily known for sports. However, come a pause, with sports we know come, brings money, right? The bands right. is bringing a little bit of money in there, but the, but the sporting football is the only thing that was allowing the band to actually gain notoriety, much like Grambling was back in the day, long, long Correct. time ago before y'all, before y'all, I, I won't say, well, I'm older than y'all. So Grambling State had one of the most prolific bands in the HBCU, but they were only known because their football team was able to get invited to certain, to certain events and certain things of that nature, to certain classics and stuff like that. So that's how that happened. Right. But, but for the yeah. last 15, for the last 12 years, 10 to 12 years, HBCUs predominantly independently in the SWAC were on the down tick. Enrollment was down. The amount of the student uh, enrollment was down. Uh, faculties were having problems getting paid. All of these things are issues. However, come a pause. I agree with you, Uncle Stu, when you said you cannot depend on one man to force feed 107 other historically backed universities and colleges. You can't. Right. It's unfair. And Right. And, 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 you know, cause I'm, I'm 55. So I, I definitely know Gremlin in the sense of what, what his powerhouse was, but let's think of it like this in the nineties, you know, Bill Cosby revitalized HBCUs. He made HBCUs look cool, look hip. And they, and they saw a major increase in, in enrollment. Now, you know, this man also, did the same thing. The question again is, what are we going to do? 
And and uh, I think somebody said about the misfocus, you know, I think that's that's where it is. You know, there's there's a misfocus. We got to be able to say, you know, HBCUs does what PWI don't do. You know, a, a, P, uh, a HBCU will take a kid with a 2.5 GPA and build them up and make sure that they square it away. They definitely will. Where a PWI won't. And Stop we're not. Gonna, That's wrong. What? Um, well, they take anybody money. All say, universities take anybody money, whether you got 2.5 or anything. The interesting thing is, why is it though that I've been seeing some. Um, some of the top uh, football players complaining that they've actually tried to hold out and go to HBCUs, but didn't get any response. Like there was uh, one of the top football players that went viral. I seen his video on TikTok and he was saying that he was trying to hold out for an HBCU and kept contacting the admissions office. And I think he was one of several, but, uh, and I can't remember, it might've been FAMU. Uh, I can't remember what school it was, but they wouldn't respond to him. And I don't know if it's because they couldn't meet his, you know, what he was asking for as it relates to, you know, he wanted a free ride. But um, yeah, I, 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 I was. I is what 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 a lot of people don't want to talk about, and I and I think O'Shea kind of put a video out about it. But this I have always heard. And again, I'm not a product of an HBCU. I happen to have went to a PWI, but I've always heard the complaint about the administration aspect of HBCUs, that the, yeah. that the management was horrible. Not always the professors, but the management and the, the money that went through. Because whether you, know, I, I, whether you like the idea or not, um, there was a huge financial bill. Um, it, was up under, it was up under Trump a huge financial bill that was supposed to go to HBCUs. And because of the politics, that bill never went through. He was willing to sign it. He had. Oh, I didn't know that bill didn't go through where he was giving them funding for like the next 10 years. So they didn't exactly. have to keep coming back right. every year and ask for exactly. more funding. But I didn't well, know the bill quick, never got put through. Because the Demo and because the Democrats was, you know, so anti-Trump, anti-this, anti-that, that bill never went through. You know what Biden turned around and did? Took that same amount of money and gave HBCUs basically $2 million versus the bigger number that they had offered on the table. So we got to ask even our political people, what are you doing? How much money are you giving? How much money are you, are you, are we getting from the federal and state levels when it comes to funding HBCUs? I think it's our job to talk about hbcus beyond well, as 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 he said beyond the band i mean this is this good good uh go, let me chime in here real quick because we actually got to start the process to shut it on down uncle Stu. uh okay. we're gonna actually get final comments and we'll keep it to 60 seconds each person because i am starving i haven't eaten a thing all day um yeah we were just opening up oh, we were literally opening it up really quick for MGTOW universe and he disappeared i'm so sad that he he left um, so we'll go ahead and um, start the process to shut it down and we'll start with you general because i see you were trying to get in there Okay, yeah. So in regards to what the money that everybody talked about that Trump was trying to give the HBCUs, that money was already there. The only thing that he was trying to do was move it around and restructure it to give it out. 
That's it. That's 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 all that was. That money okay. that, that that ten million some dollars they were talking about going to whatever it was going to HBCUs. That money was already allocated. He was only going to move it around so that they could get it over you know a quicker period of time and cut through the red tape so that yeah kudos to him for that but the money was already there it wasn't like any extra money was going to come about out of the budget and i'll say this this was a great conversation and i think that instead of looking at it from an emotional standpoint and a business standpoint we got to look at it from a standpoint of what is the overall arching problem that exists and i was going to ask a question real quick a minute ago i remember going to grandma state grandma state has not changed has not changed i mean not one iota has not changed since 19 fucking 97. a few buildings and things like that have been redone dorm rooms and all that stuff but as far as the overarching school itself ain't that much change at that school the foot the, the stadium the football stadium that's why they don't play they don't have their own football stadium that's why they don't play at their own stadium they play at the stadium there in sweetport so we got to ask ourselves, where is the problem? And, and I'll finish with this. The problem is the alumni. That's where the problem is. The alumni shows up for homecoming. They yep. show up for Greek shows. They show up for band performances and certain football games. Other than that, the alumni is not vested in investing back into those universities. That's the only time that alumni will show up and pay their dues is when they're having a big football game where the stars are going to come out and it possibly is going to be televised and all of that stuff. So with that, man, again, uh, nobody has the right answer and we can only look for solutions to the problems. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. I'm out. Thank you, General. You really you, General. have some um, crazy great points today. So um, thank you for that. And General, show me an interview, General. Hey, uh, yeah, I got to get your link, man. I got to get your channel. What's the channel? Real quick. Uncle Stu, the old man on the block. You can find got my it. email in the about section. Okay, got it. I'll find you. I okay. Be, be a, and shout out, to, shout out to you, Uncle Stu. He says, the only people complaining is non-Jackson State people. The students of Jackson State are happy. I don't think all of them are, but um, thank you so much for that, <laughs> Uncle Stu. Uh, shout out to Pete Nicely. He says, preach. I attended Howard for grad school and I taught at Bowie State University in um what what state is this? Maryland. Maryland, duh. Maryland. Uh for 10 years. And I can personally testify for the poor administration of at least these two HBCUs. Um, Pete, you know, it's crazy. Like I I I, I was telling um concrete, um, one of my best friends is a professor at JSU and yeah, um, <laughs> the administration is uh, something to behold. And the fact that they earned about 30 million from the things that Dion came in and did, and they didn't choose to um, further mm -hmm. that, um, says something in itself. So, um, yeah, it's just a sad uh, thing all the way around. So, um, but thank you so much for your super chat. Shout out to Kid Clouds you for the yeah, cash app. Thank you so much, Kit Clouds. Um, Dr. Steele, what are your final thoughts? You know, I think about, um, you know, you know, Deion Sanders, you know, coming into um, a place like Jackson State University where you say it was surrounded with, you know, bad area and things of that nature. I mean, here you are, you have a former, you know, millionaire football player coming in, making 
um, contributions and all that, and he can still do it, as I mentioned before. But what about all those rappers who came from these neighborhoods? What have they contributed? And they don't have to be in the neighborhood to contribute. They could just send it. So nah, they don't do nothing but kill the rappers when they go back. <laughs> Shit, right. You can't win for fucking losing. I'm sorry, y'all. It's just damn. <laughs> I'm so sad. Like shit. I mean, you know, on one hand, and I guess I could have said this in my final thoughts, but I'll just get it out now. On one hand, it's like, damn, why black men ain't doing nothing for the community? Then when a black man does do something for the community, I'm like, shit. He gets killed. He get like what the hell is going on, man? I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. This is why I say, you know, senator of that because yeah, a lot of them you did get deleted. But um here's here's the thing. If Deion Sanders does not commit to keep you know donating to Jackson State or these other HBCUs, if you just view them in the black in, in his rear view mirror. And just forget about them that's when he becomes a sellout so we cannot make that conclusion just yet that's all i gotta say well thank you so much dr eugene we appreciate you and you also had some really solid points y'all it's i want to fight i want to fight y'all so bad on these points but it ain't even nothing i could say <laughs> she she said that hurt no, you were trying to fight me talk about the last time you went to jackson when last time you went to an ACC, i know i'm because i'm, to, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie up. when i say i'm hurt i'm hurt um because i i really saw what it represented for jackson state and what it's it represented for those kids so it's still lit it's, a football coach never say the black community. A football coach never say the black community. But, no, but, but it's been such a, a dark cloud over Jackson for the last five years. It's been it's been damn near dreary. And then when you get somebody that blows energy into it, and you're not just hearing about Jackson State for crime, and somebody Ray Pookie and Ray Ray got killed the other day. I mean, like every time I would look at Jackson news. It was somebody dying. Somebody got killed. You know what I'm saying? And to hear Jackson in a positive light, I haven't heard Ms. Uh, Jackson in a positive light in such a long time. So that was another yeah. thing for me. I would have liked to have had a conversation, but I think a lot of people kind of had a lot, lot to say because I know I see Jackson is very different, right? I think being in the band community, it's very different. Jackson is well known for their band program, but I'll start, but I'll just start my 60 seconds because I don't want to be. It's not a pulpit for me. Okay, so I would, <laughs> so, so I would like to say, <laughs> I would like to like to say, I just want to speak to the point about alumni. That that alumni giving back to universities, that's that's about to be dead. It's halfway dead with Generation X. It's definitely going to be dead with millennials, and it's definitely going to be dead with Z's. You know why? Because there's a student loan debt crisis. Right. Why is Biden putting out this $10,000 loan forgiveness, $20,000 loan forgiveness? It's because these universities suck out the finances from young adults. Um, it's almost predatory to some degree. And then they expect alumni to give back to these universities who pretty almost. much put them at a, and they and right suck the finances from these folk and expect them to start off life at an economic disadvantage. And then they want to say, hey, alumni need to give back. What? No. That's about to be dead because student loan tuition or student tuition or university tuition goes up every single year. 
So I don't know what expectation people have for these alumni. I don't know what when when that when it's pretty much to me, it's a fair exchange. Actually, it's an unfair exchange where the students and the alumni are at the disadvantage. So I think that a lot of that's that's about to be dead. And for people to expect that from alumni is just it's not reasonable. And I'll just stop it there. I, again, I would like to have some conversations about it. I don't know if y'all gonna hit that subject ever anytime in the future, but I just I think it would be something interesting to talk about. Yeah. And um, that's my thank you, Gabe. You came uh, Gabe has some really, really solid points. Y'all know I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm hurt. Um, but Gabe has some really solid points too. And um, we appreciate you, Gabe. Uncle Stu, what are your final thoughts? Um my final thoughts is this is this is not the end. This is um only the beginning. And I think when everybody um stop being very emotional and really get right down to it and analyze it and then ask yourself what position are you gonna take? Um in this situation, as y'all know, I haven't done any lives, so but I do have a video that I am going to be working on that's going to hit into some hard um, areas and questions about who are we as a people. And, you know, does does those who have money actually have the responsibility to go back into the community? Um, and then has the community changed? Is the community, you know, what what are we talking about when we define community versus community? Um, do we argue about morals? Do do the you know when I grew up, um, you know we knew we knew we knew who the who the thugs was, but the thugs also protected the if you want to call it the nerd class, you know. So you had dudes that would say, "Nah, you can't get down with us," you know, because you're headed somewhere else. Um, so now we got to really bring morality back, and we can't blame white people for how we should be morally acting within ourselves. So. I think when we begin to love ourselves and begin to protect those who are trying to give us opportunities to go forward, then we need to be all in. I mean, Deion Sanders did it. Um, Snoop Dogg. I mean, nobody really talks about his his football program. Right. And he's had it for over, I think, going on 10, 15 years and yep. sent and sent four people to the to the NFL. But we don't even talk about that. So we got to ask, you know, we don't talk about it. We don't advertise it. We don't brag about it. We ain't doing documentaries on it. I mean, so we can't say that that people ain't out there trying and they're not out there giving. The question is, who is supporting it, whether it's in another state, another city or right here in your own community. So, you know, the only thing this made me do is just tap more into my niece who goes to an HBCU. You know, I contacted my boy who graduated from an HBCU. So I was able to kind of get the backstory of an HBCU, the one I'm I'm getting ready to attend next year. Um, that's a private HBCU. So, you know, they kind of operate financially different than a public HBCU. Okay. Okay, Uncle Stu. All well, right. Uncle Stu, you came up and made some good points too. Eh? Anyway, nothing I can say about Indeed. nobody. <laughs> Despite yeah. the fact that she felt some type of way. I do. I just do. I do. Well, okay. you you feel based on what I'm understanding. I mean, that's your home state. You know it. You 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 there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the closest HBCU that I'm very that outside of Hampton University and North State would be something like a Winston-Salem State. You know what I'm saying? So I have a sentimental value for Winston-Salem State. So I would I would hate to hear something negative about it 
too. You know, yeah. a bit in hearing the negative again. Can I blame Deion Sanders for what he's doing? Absolutely not. I, I'm hoping that he go there and represent and really bring that team to a championship team. Why? Because he'll be at a certain position, certain level, and have certain connections that he may even be able to reach down into the lowest of the lowest of neighborhoods and be able to recruit people. If nothing else, be an example that other PWI colleges might finally start looking at blacks in coaching and go down to an HBCU and pull up, you know, coaches that teaches at an HBCU. We need the doors open on every single level. You're right, Uncle Stu. You are right. Well, I appreciate you coming through, Uncle Stu. Um, no you had good stuff. Yeah, y'all did good. Y'all did real good. Y'all did real good. All right. I'm going to let y'all go. Thank you, Uncle Stu. Appreciate yeah. you. No problem. Y'all know I love y'all. I love y'all. And y'all have a great night. You too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You too. Um, this was definitely a good topic. It definitely went different than I anticipated. I didn't anticipate you being on defense as much as you were, Girl. especially because you had a different, like, at least you were like, you understood where he was coming from initially was your, when we talked about it just briefly in our preliminary during our last show. But I guess like after reflecting on it and seeing the response from the people of Jackson and how, you know, and then thinking about how that could, especially after seeing the change in the atmosphere and then thinking about about the possibility that it may go back to what it once was and thinking that it may affect Jackson in a negative light. I could see how that could weigh on you and make you see things differently. But I, I mean, I'm happy for him. I still think that, like I said, he brought some great things to JSU and I hope that they get a good call. Let me tell you something. Y'all know Herschel Walker is out of a job. Y'all, y'all could try to recruit him. What are you going to do? The child pull out that fake ass badge? <laughs> Wow, no, thank you. We we good. As we speak, we good. We gonna stick with the stripper. We gonna get the other. You will be time. better off, child. You will be better off, child. He maybe he can do a couple tricks, child. He just send send us, <laughs> send us the five million, honey. I don't know. Stripper saving Listen, the community again, child. That lying fool. Oh my god. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, speaking of administration, for all we know, Coach could have been tired of fighting Scrooge and doing all those deals himself. Then he then gets an offer and really expect him to stay when they don't eat, bother to counter. Um, babe, you have a great point. Um, I'm gonna need some soothing when we get off this live because I'm I, I, I sad. Aww. I feel Aww. so sad. See, that's how I talk to Curly. Babe, I say it don't work. Mm -hmm. It work sometimes. I'm also anyway. Girl, yeah. this was a good one. This was a good one. It was, um, it was. good conversation, definitely. Really good conversation. Um, I still think that we basically came to the conclusion that yes, black men are chastised for leaving the community. Yeah, and black women are not. <laughs> basically, and I and I and I I came up here with that whole big ass double standard that I'm yeah, gonna stand chastising them even more. Yeah, home. baby, and indeed, I stand on it. I stand by it. I'm listen. Um, I'm the black woman y'all said I was. You was, damn you it. was just... sisterhood today. You was sisterhood <laughs> today. Somebody mm -hmm. gotta be your ass. Yeah, today you was. You definitely was. Listen, 
child mm-hmm. and the sisterhood probably would have been like that niggas let them go <laughs> and they sure would have you know they would have mm-hmm. we, um, we already told you black men we, we told you about them anyway they they don't do not uh-huh you already know mm-hmm. oh gosh uh, oh i'm so sad um, but shout out to everybody. I do want to send a very, very special shout out to MGTOW Universe. Um, MGTOW, I should have let you go first because y'all know when that damn general get up here, he ain't going to stop until he finished. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely asked for the link. Right. And I felt like, I don't know why I didn't let MGTOW go first, child. I just wasn't thinking. MGTOW, blame it on my head, not my heart. But uh, we want to send a special shout out to you because... You are a homeboy. General our homeboy, too. We love General, you know. Um, but sure. yeah, MGTOW was uh sending that money, honey. And I think at times when we get people yeah, like that up here supporting. that's supporting and donating, and not to say that the general yeah. don't donate to us, but well, yeah, he was, was supporting, really, donating, and really he yeah. was the reason that I requested. Like I, I believe we was planning on getting up out of here, but he wanted yeah. he really from the very beginning asked, Hey, is there gonna he be really a he had something to say on the subject? If he would have even said, Hey, I only have a few minutes, we would have made sure that we went ahead and let him get in there and get it out, but we should have yeah. gave him the fo- floor first. Yeah, absolutely. So our bad, um, MGTOW. Um, but we appreciate you and um hopefully you'll come back and see us. Um, shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to um General, um, shout out to Dr. Eugene, shout out to Gabe A and mm-hmm. shout out to Uncle Stu, old man on the block. We definitely appreciate you guys coming up and having this conversation with us. And we will see you guys back here on the next one. Please hit the like button and go get yes. you a hood hoe. Um, hood hoe save lives. Um, y'all oh have a great gosh. night. We will see see you guys back here on Sunday. We are out. Peace. Let me get this thing. Peace.